jakefornextyear.com, who will join us today at 8. And uh, it required me leaving a little early. Felt guilty about that all day. I don't know why I made that decision. That is so unlike me. I am normally not that guy to leave work early for anything, even something I enjoy. And I felt guilty about that. And I don't think I'll be making that decision ever again. I, um, I mean, we knew this day was coming, right? And if you thought I was going to come in here and wasn't going to be like I told you so, you're nuts. I told you in the preseason, start waving goodbye. It's over. It's over. And I was told, you're an idiot. You're a hater. You just don't understand basketball, and that's why you think this. No, 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 no. I understand the man. I don't care about the league. Not that I don't care about it, but, the, dude, the league doesn't matter in this. you got to study the man. The man's shown you who he is. This is, of course, LeBron James. He's shown you who he is every few years. Got to go. Oh, my God, I don't think I can do this. I don't know. I need this. Got to chase this. Got to go here. It's who he is. If you think he was going to change in year 16, that's on you. That's on you. And I told you from the beginning, don't even start with me with these BS, half-ass arguments on why he's going to stay. I mean, the kids in St. Lee. And I told you then, that take is so stupid, it's laughable. I heard this one, too. Well, you know, Savannah from Ohio wants to stay here. Again, guys, if you think a wife gets to make this decision, you don't understand the decision that's being made. You think it's about playing hoops. It's not. It's about legacy. And if you think a wife, dude, if wife's got to make this call, Tom Brady would have retired three years ago. This, dude, they can all go on Good Morning America and tell you how the wife's the ultimate partner and she's the best life partner they have and it's about what they want. No, it's not. It all sounds good on Twitter. It all sounds good on the interview stage. When you shut the bedroom door and you're having the argument with the wife, these guys are in rare air. It goes down like this. I hear you, honey, but shut up. This is how we made the money. This is how we became who we are. I got to do what I got to do. That's how that conversation goes down. If you thought he was going to stay at Akron or stay in Cleveland because he was born and raised here, because he's from here, because his wife's from here, you have never dream chased ever. That, that, that is a punch-in, punch-out mentality. That is not rare air, I'm chasing a dream mentality. I told you this was going to happen. You have to study the man. Study the man. And the man is LeBron James. And every few years, he gets antsy and he's got to go. Now, what you should be angry about today, not that he left. See you later. We got, dude, we have to hold true to our word. We said, what? If he gives us a title, we'd let him go. And I was one of those people. So I'm going to let him go. Now, what you should be mad about, though, is this he signed a four year deal, committed to the Lakers in a way he had never committed to the Cavaliers, ever. Four-year deal with nothing but Julius Randle on that roster. I know Lonzo Ball. I personally think Lonzo's going to be traded. They signed Julius Randle the other day. They re-upped it like a three-year, something like that. I think it was three years. And the moment they did that, I said, okay, that was LeBron telling Magic Johnson, I like Julius Randle. Make sure Julius Randle is there for me, and we'll, and we'll work this out. I was... Shocked a little bit about the decision once Paul George decided to stay in Oklahoma City. I was like, "Well, if you can't get Chris Paul and you're not going to get Chris, and, and if you're not going to get Chris Paul and you can't get Paul George, like who are you going to take with you? Like what's going to be the thing?" And I thought I was like, "Okay, maybe the Cavs have a shot here now." But then no, no, the answer's coming Tuesday. No, the decision's coming Tuesday. And then sure enough, last night, four year, hundred fifty four million dollars. Now, if he would have ever, I mean ever. Just said, I'm a cat. And I've said this at the beginning of the season, did I not? 
I'm a cavalier for the rest of my career. Dudes would line up and want to come. But he would never say it because he didn't want to play here. He didn't want to play for the young. I told you him and I told you he and Gilbert hated one another, right? This is still all about that letter. I don't care what anybody tells you. It's still all, all the way about it. And now, here's what you got to be real sad about, Cleveland Cavs fans. Here's what you got to be real sad about. You're not going to be relevant again for another 30 years. Maybe. Look how long it takes when stars either leave or retire for those franchises to bounce back. You've got an owner that's not good enough. You've got a GM that's not good enough. You have a head coach that's not good enough. Get ready. It's going to be ugly for a while. Were you shocked even a little? No, I wasn't shocked. Um, I was a little surprised last night. I was uh, at, at something else, and I wasn't really looking at my phone. And I think I was probably 15, 20 minutes behind on this news. One of my buddies texted me and was just like, hey, man, it was a great run. And I was like, oof. And you just kind of knew because I'm sitting there like I'm ready for something, this concert to start. And I'm like, awesome. This is going to be fun. Sunday night. Like, we're going to have a good time. And I get this text. And I'm like, oof. Um, no, not shocked. I mean, if anything, a little confused. Not shocked that he left. That, that's for sure. Um, a little confused with his decision. I understand the, Lake, the Lakers are a premier uh, you know, market and a premier team in the NBA. And they are going to be able to draw free agents that the Cavaliers weren't. Even I think if if if, if he would have signed the same contract four years ago with the Cavs that he did with the Lakers, I still don't think you get the same interest from premier talent that you do with Los Angeles. I think that's true. I really do think that, like, especially for guys who that aren't... can't be denied. I, I think for guys who aren't LeBron, I think that next level down, dudes like, you know, Paul George... There is a little bit of like, dude, I'm not going to Cleveland. <laughs> like, no, bro. Like, I'm I'm not going there. Yeah, but he stayed in Oklahoma City. I mean, so, I mean, if, if you're talking cities, I mean, who, what would you rather have? Oklahoma City and Russell Westbrook or Cleveland and LeBron? Um, I just, I do, I do think there's that that level of like, no. Paul I, might not be the best, best example, example of what you're saying. But, but that, yeah, no, you're, what you're saying is right. That, guys want to live in Los Angeles. That next level down guy. Those guys that aren't premier talents but are really good. Like I a feel, B plus. Yeah, I feel like. Like those dudes are 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 going to be more likely to sign with him there. Oh, that's probably true. But I mean, everything as constructed right now, as, as you look at it, like, and I was watching something with Scott Van Pelt last night, and he's like, "Dude, where the Lakers are right now, outside of trades, they're kind of tied up as just as much as the Cavaliers were." So that's the thing where I'm just kind of like, I I, I don't see the basketball move. I guess from the perspective of you want to change things up and you feel like the Cavs aren't able to do it anymore. Okay, because I can't argue with that. I really genuinely cannot argue with right. that. Maybe, maybe LeBron would have been enough this next upcoming year to drag the Cavaliers as constructed over the Eastern Conference finest, Finals finish line one more time. Maybe, maybe he would have been able to do that. But you just, that that's the part that confuses me. It's not so much the decision of why he left, but it's like, why why did you pick there, dude? I, I Yeah, I mean, you would have thought Philly gave him the best basketball shot. And, 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 or Boston. And, and from the legacy aspect, and uh, Bill Simmons put this out last night, and he was talking about... A LeBron hater. A LeBron hater, but he was talking about, you know, the greatest players of all time and how many of those dudes have played for the Lakers. And I guess there's probably a little bit of that. Like, you want to be in those hollowed halls. You want to be... You know, you want to have your name next to Kareem and Shaq yeah. and Kobe, and you know See, you I do. Don't, I don't buy any of this. He's not going to be a good enough Laker, and like th- th- there's too much stuff right. there, right? Because, dude, here's the thing: not all championships are created equal, and I know you think they are, but they're not. And if he wins one in a Laker jersey to the NBA, that's the equivalent of three in a Cavs. Um, 
bringing it back. Yeah, not to I mean, you, the Cavs fan, but to the NBA. If the Lakers go to the NBA Finals and he wins it, that is far more important to the NBA than three in Cleveland. Um, our buddy Dustin texted me last night, and we were kind of talking about this. Huge Cavaliers fan, just as big as he is, Browns fan. Um, and he kind of brought up the point Glutton of... is the word. <laughs> just big. Just emphasis <laughs> on big. Glutton is the word. Um, but he, he kind of brought up the point of, if you can't win an argument, you start another argument. And he's not... It's very, very unlikely that in the last five years of LeBron's career, which is maybe what he has left, it is very, very That's unlikely that he was going to... And I think he'll have a hard time walking away not being a, a top three player. You know what I'm saying? By the time he goes down to five, six, seven, eight in the league, he's going to be like, dude, I'm retiring. I don't want to be the ninth best player in the NBA. I want to be the best I player. I agree with that. You know what I mean? So, I agree with So that. I think he's got maybe five years left in his tank. Maybe. Like, maybe. I think we're going to see the first year of Bronny, and I hate saying that, playing in the NBA and LeBron holding on because he said he wanted to do it. And that is a possibility. I mean, yeah, you only got to be 19, right? And Cavs fans are pointing this out, that if this is synced up correctly, um, you, Bronny's got four back. more years, and the Cavs crap, crap the bed for four consecutive years, get the number one draft pick, pick LeBron, Le, LeBron, or Bronny, LeBron's a free agent at that point. He comes back home. But my thing is, like, why does Bronny want to play for the Cavs? He doesn't give a damn about that team, dude. He doesn't care at right. all. But but the point Dustin was trying to make is that, okay, so you got five years left. Very unlikely you win three out of those five. But if you win one more, you become the first guy to, to win, win with three, three teams. Right. And now all of a sudden, you didn't win that argument, so you started this other argument. Well, not, and that, that makes sense. Not only that, but the argument's going to shift over time. You're going to see this. Because the mobility area has just kind of started. Because I'm already seeing this. Number of times the greatest player left their team. Zero, 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 all these players. Right. Do you don't think Larry Bird ever thought about leaving the Celtics? Yes, he did. You don't thought. Dude, guys didn't do it. You would have turned on them. Sports writers would have turned on them. This is a new era now where these guys have, the, they can have communication devices with Twitter and Instagram. And the generation now, you don't care about loyalty the way previous generations dude you don't care about loyalty anymore and so these guys are allowed to move around so after a few more years of this the conversation will start to shift and people will start to allow that to come into the conversation how much of that do you think is because you know 30 years ago larry bird's playing and if dude if you were a celtics fan that's because you lived in that area and you couldn't watch any other games. Nowadays, I can watch literally everything. I can every see highlight. every highlight. I can see every everything yeah. where, you know, 30 people year- are fans of players, not teams anymore. A little bit. There are a little bit of that. Look how many people are going to be Lakers fans today. I will continue to root for LeBron. I will watch him, but dude, I don't know if I can be a Lakers That's fan. That's my thing is I, don't I can't I can. watch him anymore. I don't know if I can. That's the biggest reason I'm upset is that he went to the Western Conference. Those games start at 10-15. I won't be able to watch oh, LeBron. Oh, yeah. Dude, that'll be highlights. You know what I'm saying? What am I, were you staying up till after 10-30? No of way. Of course not. And that's my problem with what what's going on for me on a personal level. But again, all these arguments... We're all dumb from the beginning. Oh, his wife wants to stay. The kid's in St. V. Dumb, He's dumb. from here. <laughs> all effing stupid. You make... Here, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. I'm born and raised Cleveland, right? Moved down here. I'm born and raised Ohio. Got it in my blood. I've lived other places, but I'm born and raised Ohio. You make all things equal and offer me a job in sunny Los Angeles or in Ohio, I'm on the red eye tonight. Tonight. 
The bags are packed. That's just the way it goes. And that's what you would do, and that's what your neighbor would do, and that's what anybody else would do. That's why I've been saying all year, as a professional, I want to be able to go wherever I want to make a living. And so I can't sit in here and tell another professional who's better at his job than I am at mine, no, you have to stay here in the confines of this because that's what my expectations of you are. Stupid. That's dumb. We all knew, at least I did, he was going sooner or later. I thought there was a possibility maybe he signs another one year, stays another one more season, and then leaves after next year, but no. But I don't think it's about outside business because I think people FaceTime meetings with LeBron James if that's what he wants to do. The guy's already got movies. The guy's got three TV shows on the air while playing in Cleveland. He doesn't have to be in L.A. for meetings. He wasn't going to stay here because Savannah wanted to, and he sure as hell wasn't going to stay here because he went to St. V and he wants his kids to go there. That was one of the dumbest arguments I've ever heard in my life. This is a legacy decision. It is a, I'm one of the greatest ever decisions. Wives don't make those decisions. The what the greatest ever makes that decision. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9 WRQK is conducting a test of the emergency alert system. This is only a test and should last seven seconds. Nine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Uh, Scott from winningfornextyear.com will join us at 8 o'clock. I, uh, I had a fantastic weekend filled with golf, kayaking, not a lot of cell phone. I ate whatever I wanted this weekend. I Jeez. gave myself the weekend. I was like, dude, I'm eating whatever I want. I let, I let it go. I had a fantastic weekend. All like, right. great weekend. But there was a rub. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I, I hate when I can't tell people everything. Because it just makes me feel like I'm holding out on you. But I, I can't do it because it's not it's not the business. It's the employee. Okay. Okay? Okay. So I don't want the business to suffer. And I don't because I will still I will still spend money with said business. I just will have to make sure I never have to deal with this employee, which won't be that hard because wow. we're dealing with the delivery person. Wow. But I mean, this is something that you're like. I'm done. You're changing your behavior based on this. Oh, I'm done. Okay. I will now be a wow. pickup customer from here on out. Wow. Done dude. forever. Wow. You got the seriousness in your voice right now, dude. This isn't like a, this isn't like a work like this. Okay, tell me. Little risky here because the guy told me he listens. Okay. Tells me he listens every time he comes to the apartment. Anytime we talk about Canton, right? I mean, exactly. Yeah, right. Most people listen to him. Most people. So I ordered something to eat the other night. All right. Stansbury just going full fat, dude. Just like fat. 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 Dude, ate everything this weekend. <laughs> ate it all. Good for you. Don't even care. Yeah. No, back on it today. Okay. But I took all weekend. I was like, I said Friday morning, I told myself, I was like, dude, you do whatever you want all weekend long. I was a little surprised. Friday, you came in here and you had a bag out of a drive through And yeah. I was like, dude, you're not even like, Hide not it. even like a coffee, right? Like, you didn't even eat it in your car and Nothing. shaming it. Like, dude was just eating it, chowing down in front of me. Okay. All right. Stansbury full fat in it this weekend. So I believe this was Friday night. Uh, so I order something to eat and it comes to the home and I've dealt with this person before and it's always, it's always a story. It's always like, here's what's wrong with me. And I was listening the other day and if you would just not talk about this and it's like, Dude, you're, you're holding my dinner. I will literally talk to anybody about the the radio show anywhere every time. Cause that's my job. That's what I signed up for. Right. 
But if you're holding my dinner at my front door, now's not the best time to critique the show. Give me the food. Like, I haven't even paid you yet. Like, dude, your tip is is based at, right? Like, so, like, let's make sure we deal with that, right? So you've had interactions before. This guy feels comfortable enough to not even, like, oh, hey, man, listen to the show. Dude, that's so right. awesome, blah, blah, blah. This is, like, a, oh, dude, let me tell you, Stansberry. Let me tell you what's wrong with okay. you. Okay. Right? I'm rolling my eyes if you can't tell, but okay. So... He gets out of the car. I can see him from the front window, and it's always like you ever meet somebody who always has an injury. Like oh, like you see him every nine months, but they always have a cast somewhere else. Okay, it's like dude, you you. It looks like you haven't moved in ten years, <laughs> and yet although this is broken or maybe this is sprained, he's like one of those. Okay. right? so he's now so I like I see him. He opens up the passenger door to like pull my food off the front seat of his car. Right, mm-hmm. he's now got his. Big, like, greasy mitts, like, on the box, and he's hanging it upside down. Now, I ordered food. So everybody can kind of guess, since I didn't tell you about using Uber Eats right. or Grubhub, right. what do you order to the house? It's one of the two foods. Yep. It's Italy or Japan, people. <laughs> That's it. That's all that comes. That's all that ever is. And no matter what it is, I do not want my food upside down or hanging. Like, Literally, uh, hold, has it? I, here's my notebook. Has it upside <laughs> has the box upside down like this as he's pulling something else out of the car. I'm watching it through the window knowing, okay, Son well, of a bitch. everything just slid off the top of that. <laughs> <laughs> so then he, he's coming up my like front stoop steps sideways because of the air cast on the ankle from doing I don't know what. Maybe I have no idea what it would have been, right? So then I go, okay, go out. He obviously can't make it all the way up the steps. Walk halfway out there, grab this thing from him, right? It's like the self-checkout of delivery people here. You got to do half the work just to get out of the door. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so then... As I'm doing that, I had I have two doors. I have one door. You go into the foyer, then you have another door, and then you can get into the hallway of my apartment. Right? And they're they, both locked. They lock yeah. behind you. So I've got both doorknobs underneath one another to hold the door open to kind of help this. And just as I'm grabbing the box out of his hand, the door pulls loose. Now both doors close. I don't have my keys. I'm locked out of my apartment because this guy, and dude, this is like every time he comes to my house, it's always a problem. Always. So then you think, what does he say to me then, Fantone? Just take a guess what he says to me then. I don't know. What does he say? Oh, looks like you're locked out. (laughs) I wanted to punch the remaining teeth in this guy's head down his throat like so bad. I did. I really, 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 really did. So then I'm locked out. I now I don't have a key. I gotta walk all the way around the back of my apartment to the door that's open. Turns out that one's not open. He goes, just ring all the buzzers in the building till somebody <laughs> lets you in. So I'm now pretending I'm gonna walk around the back of the building. As I'm I'm not now I've got my food. I've got my like the soda. You've locked me out of my apartment. As I'm walking down the street, the guy tells me, "You know when you talk about he's screaming. <laughs> when you talk about parenting, I just want to punch you in the face." Bitch, you just locked me out of my apartment because you can't make it up stoops to do this. Are you out of your mind? Dude, when he had the box upside down, I was furious, livid. They are so lucky that food's good. They are so lucky. I swear to God, I need a part-time job anyway. I'll quit the Agora. I'll come work for you. Everybody wins. 
one of the worst things. Oh my god! All right, that's it. I, I, just, I needed to get it out. I need, I, 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 need, I needed to get it out. Fantone went to Pitbull last night. We'll get a rundown next on Rock 106.9. Toby Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. I just want one more time to say that that box that was delivered to my house had four <laughs> long finger indignations running across it because literally gripped by like a bear and held upside down my food. It seriously, it was like a bear shaking a salmon to death, is what it looked like. Through all of Welcome to the Jungle, through that entire commercial break, Stansberry's like, oh no, and then listen to this, Phantom. You know what? I think I still got the box. You know what? I'm going to bring it in tomorrow. The box is on my kitchen counter, and if you don't think I'm Instagramming that box, you're out of your mind. Just big, long sausage indentations on the side of it just from being gripped. All right. Just Just as a brief, quick little, I just want to make sure... We are recommitted to healthier Sandsbury this morning, correct? Okay. What had happened was, is, dude, I posted a photo Friday morning. Everybody's like, dude, you're like half the person you were. Right. And I was like, you know what? They're right. And I'm kind of, I kind of want to eat stuff. So I was like, you know what? Take a few days, eat it. The, the, The only thing is, is... You've made great progress, and really, do I like? I don't care what you eat. Do do whatever the hell you want to do. But there was like a positive step in your life. I yep. felt like you felt good about yourself. Yep. Things were going well. I don't want to see that derailed. No. And over not just this past weekend, I would say probably the last two weeks, there's been multiple times you've been like, eh, I didn't hit the gym as hard as I wanted to. No, eh, this, dude, I, I'm, I'm, right, I'm sucking so, down yeah. cheeseburgers. This eh. last week, I was a little lazy, okay. and then I ate. I, I ate a little bit this weekend, but I gotta tell you, the day after, yeah, isn't worth. The way, the way you, you know what I mean when you're eating it it's right. like I do notice like I was like a little bit more sluggish and like that kind of stuff so no no, no we're we'll be we'll be fine but it's like dude every once in a while you gotta let the horse out of the barn otherwise you're gonna freak out yeah 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 the last thing you want to be is live you gotta live yeah um it, it's uh it's not only the day after it's the dump after after you've eaten healthy for a while and then you indulge in something and it's like oh my god like I'm crapping for the next 12 hours oh and I indulge because I was so <laughs> mad the other night that I was like you eat every piece of this. That you don't think maybe touch somebody else's fingers as the box was being crushed <laughs> down on top of it. Fantone went to Mr. Worldwide Pitbull last Mr. night. Mr. Worldwide. So how was Pitbull last night? Um, I, uh, I'm not in particularly a huge Pitbull fan. Like I like the guy, I guess, but I, I just kind of he just is well, like like wallpaper to me. He's entertaining though. He is. Like I don't love his songs, but I like he's one of those guys. He's kind of like Kid Rock, where it's like. I when when you see him up there and he's performing, you can be like, all right, I get how people can get pulled into this. So my girlfriend says to me, she's like, hey, you know, that's July first. She's like, do you want to go to that? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll grab a pair of tickets, whatever, make it happen. And so yesterday during the day, she's like, babe, we gotta listen to some Pitbull. And I'm like, do we really have to? And she's like, yeah, we do. And we start playing songs of his. And Hit. dude is on Hit. so oh. many hits, like there, a million of them. When I was still in Cleveland working at the rock station up there, we had like a, um, you know, you have like a top 40 type station across right. the hall, right? And at one time, uh, yeah, it was Java Joel. He's still up there. He was like, dude, moving Pitbull songs around. Because, dude, he was not only was Pitbull like, did he have like three songs that were all smash hits? He was on like three other artist songs that were all smash hits at the same time. At one time, there were like six songs all in the top 10 that all had Pitbull on it. 
And so we kind of started going through that, and I was like, oh my, hit, I was hit, like, oh my hit. god, yeah, and like, tons. like not all songs for me, but I recognize a hit when I hear one, and I'm just like, geez, dude, this guy does have a ton of songs. Oh, a lot, yeah. So we go to Tom Benson Stadium last night, and the one thing, well, not the one thing I'll complain about, but one of the things that I'm gonna, I'm gonna critique here, um, right out of the gate, the parking situation was kind of bunk, and really? I knew where I was going, but I think other people were really struggling figuring out because there was no signage. There was no like special event parking here or concert parking this way or anything that's like that. That was a big mistake. I'm assuming a lot of those people came down from Cleveland, Espe- and that's why they didn't know where to go. Especially since there's so much construction going around the Hall of Fame right oh, now. Yeah, there's there's this like detour when you go up yeah. Stadium Drive, and I'm like, guys, guys, if we're trying to pull thousands of people in here all at once, dude, you can't, you can't just let them figure it out themselves. There was one cop sitting at like the front, and he was like, well, you know, just go up there. And like I said, I knew where I was going, but I think other people were really struggling. Sure. Then we got there to go park. Thirty-five bucks for parking, dude. Thirty-five. 35? Listen, I, you know, I'll spend money, but like 35 bucks for parking? Uh, see, again, like, I want to be like, well, yeah, I mean, that's what things cost. But again, if you normally, when you park somewhere, like if you go to the queue for a show, you could at least make the argument. Well, I know I'm not going to go do that, but fine. But you could at least make the argument. You know what I mean? You got that restaurant's right there. Right. The club's right there. Right. You may do things in and out. You may use a few businesses that may make that parking worthwhile. Where if you drive to Pitbull, you're going to Pitbull and then pulling out of there. 35. Yeah, that's a... That's... That's... Yeah, that seems a little high. That felt like a bit much That to seems me. like a bit much. So, opening up the show... 25... Um, yeah, twenty. And what difference is there between twenty five and thirty five? None. But me, a beer. But me pulling out that 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 two forties and getting a fi- or two twenties and getting a five back. I was like, ah, that yeah. was that was a little tough for me to swallow. Um, so opening up the uh, opening up the concert last night was uh, DJ Steph Floss. He is the Cleveland Cavaliers DJ. The thing I'll say about that is he played kind of like a raunchy set, like a lot of like very sexually graphic songs. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Well, I mean, that's what Pitbull does, too. And right? that's what I was like, oh, dude, because Mr. 305, dude, he likes to get down with the ladies. Oh, yeah. And he was really, and, and so Steph Loss, I think, was kind of setting the tone, but I could tell. Now, I will say the crowd was younger than I thought they were going to be. Like, I would say more 23-year-olds than, than oh, that's people, what I expected. Than people my age. I figured my age. I figured your mid-30s Pitbull was kind of like, because 10 years ago is when he was really yeah. on fire, but it was younger than I thought, but you could tell there was like, Older people in the audience who were kind of turned off by that, who were kind of like, "Oh my God, did that? Did that?" Because he's playing things that's you know, it's not that was comped tickets, right? People close to the to the association, the venue, probably whatever, um, you know, probably some donors and those kinds of things, or people who are just like, "Oh, there's a concert in Canton, we got to go support." We'll go, right. Yeah, so yeah, I, 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 I think too. there was, I think there was some 45, 50 year old women who were like <gasps> clutching the pearls a little bit there during that set. Um, but he did really well, and so finally, it's probably like nine thirty, and Mister Three Hundred Five hits the stage, dude. And like I said, not a huge fan of the guy, but dude, he put on one hell of a show. Oh, he's a performer, one I, hell of a show. I saw him in Vegas, and he is one of those things. Like I said, it's very Kid Rock. It's like you could not really love the music, but then when you watch him perform it, you're like, oh, okay, you do have the X factor. Not a great rapper. Not a no. Not even really a singer. No. I guess. And didn't really dance. 
but was so charismatic up there. Like, I just couldn't. I must have said to my girlfriend a hundred times. I'm like, oh, my God, he's so cool. Like, look at that dude up there. He always looks like an albino to me. Yeah, my girlfriend, she was like, she kept pointing out, like, bald white dudes all weekend. And she's like, is that Pitbull? And I'm like, no, dude, he's Hispanic. Like, that's a white guy, Megan. What are you thinking? Like, the one time I saw him on TV and he was, like, all decked out in, like, an all white suit. And I was yeah. like, ew. Like, that just looked creepy. He took his sunglasses off at one point to, like, talk to the crowd. And I'm like, dude, put those back on, bro. Like, you do not look right with those things off. Um, But all in all, I will give Pitbull two thumbs up. I'm not saying one of the best concerts of my life or anything, but, like, really, really enjoyable. A, a high perf- or high energy performance. The crowd loved it. Um, The thing I will say is, like, the crowd was very hype, very into it, like, reacting to everything that he, you know, you know, say, say something in Spanish, and the people would say something. Um, but it was a little empty last night. Not empty. It was over halfway, you know, where they wanted it to be. But, like, we needed probably another 1,500 to 2,000 people really? in there to really make it happen. It felt a little bit like not enough air in this balloon. I mean, I don't know what more people want. I don't know either, dude. I don't. Like, I don't. Again, not really the format of this radio station, right. but big star, right. Pitbull. I mean, big star, big draw. I mean, I don't know what you're going to do. I understand. Yeah, like you said, maybe not your cup of tea or whatever, but like considering the amount of hits that this dude's had and literally... You like something. You you like something. Your wife loves four of them. Like, and tickets started, I think, at like 35 bucks. And like, I get it. You know, it's Stark County. We're not sitting in, you know, we're not sitting in, in, in the richest area in the world. But like, if we don't start supporting these concerts and these things that are going on, like, why are we, why are they going to come back? I, I keep, I keep saying it, right? Sooner or later, somebody from the back of the class is going to raise their hand and go, why aren't we doing this in New York? We can, well, we can just do this at the queue. We'll just do this at Blossom. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, we got, there's other concert venues, dude. We'll do it up in Nautica. That's what I keep saying, too. And then we got to drive an hour. I don't want to drive an hour. How awesome is that? Pulling out of Tom Benson and like, dude, I'm already home. It was awesome. Loved yeah, it. That part is great. Yeah, I wish I would have went last night. Good times, dude. It was fun. Mr. Rule of Wine. He is a good performer. $35 is a little bit. For par- for parking? It's a lot. Yeah, that's a little bit to park. That's a, that's a little bit. Like I said, there's not a lot of other things. I mean, it's not like you're walking around there going to like a restaurant or something. Else no. Right there. Yeah, that's a lot. There's a bill that apparently is being uh, proposed here in Ohio, and uh, people have asked me for my opinion on it, and I really don't have an issue. So we're going to address that. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I'm arguing with people on Twitter about uh, LeBron. I'm now being told Los Angeles not a sports town. No, here... Here's what it is, is that, yeah, they got an ocean, and yeah, they yeah. got mountains, yeah. and yeah, there's all things to do there. So they don't live and breathe with their sports the way we do because we're miserable. I would grant you that. But telling me Los Angeles isn't a sports town? Guys, there's not one. There are two NBA teams in Los Angeles. Two! They both draw really well. They both sell tickets. So not a sports town? Plus, guys... you. How big of a basketball town was Cleveland before LeBron? Yeah. There you go. A lot, lot, lot of history. There, there you go. Dude, I get it. You're hurt today. But the lashing out and then the ways you're lashing out, I mean, dude, the tweets are just hysterical. 
I mean, they're hyster- I mean, that's how bad the takes are. They're laughable. A lot of history with the Lakers. <laughs> you can say there isn't, but there's, well, that's there's the thing. a lot. Everybody's like, there's you know, it's Magic's town. It's Kobe's town. I mean, there, okay. there, there is something to be said about like, like I said, these are hollowed halls of 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 that of that you know team. But you're you're he's literally joining Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant. I mean, Magic Johnson, arguably four of the top ten best players of all time there. So it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's not like this is. He's not competing for it. The Lakers are used to greatness coming there. Like that's how it works, right? I don't, dude. I I don't know if I can be a Lakers fan, but I'm gonna still root for LeBron. This guy's telling me in LA it's an event. It's not about the basketball. That's what it was in Cleveland when LeBron was here too. The queue's gonna be empty next year. Empty. You'll be able to get tickets for twenty bucks. People aren't Cavs fans; they're LeBron fans. I am excited about that cheap Cavs tickets. For I really sure, am. you are. Um, but th- dude, hardcore basketball fans, this is the best day you've ever had. Because yeah. you, you can go. I, you can finally go. I wish LeBron would have stayed, but there is an excitement in me when I woke up this morning. I'm like. Well, dude, are they going to fight for the eight seed? And, like, I really do think the Cavs sucking will be somewhat entertaining to me. Um, but uh, people who are like, well, well, it's not a dude. They, they show up. They show up late. They leave early. It's a vet, not a game. Dude, LeBron didn't make his decision based on, like, how much the town likes basketball. That wasn't what he was thinking. Like, well, I don't know, dude. So there's some Cavs fans here that really spoke out on Twitter. That's That was not in, in, in the equation. UCLA draws one of the best college basketball crowds in the nation. And the city has two NBA teams. They like basketball enough. Yeah. Meanwhile, dude, <laughs> yeah. the Clippers haven't been real good. They still sell tickets. The Cavs will sell about 15 tickets next year, and the hot dog guy might buy one. Outside of that, <laughs> nobody's going to be there. Nobody. <laughs> Cleveland's not a basketball town. I said that, dude, this is one of the reasons I told LeBron. I was like, dude, told him. I said on the air. <laughs> you, that, that, Listen, LeBron. One of the reasons I would go. Because if the Browns win eight games, it's LeBron who? I know you think that's crazy, but this is Brownstown. It's the way it's always been. It's the way it will always be. Dude, the Cavs are great. The Tribe is great. But we all want that orange and brown to be good. And if they are, you know damn well we would sell both those other franchises in a heartbeat for five wins. And you know you would. Telling me Los Angeles isn't a basketball town is hysterical, especially from a guy who's never been there. All right. All right. There's a new bill in Ohio. It's being introduced to the Ohio House. Now, what it would do, it would require your teachers, your high school teachers, well, I would imagine any school teacher, to report to the parents and guardian if a child shows any signs whatsoever that they may be transgender. Okay. From Cincinnati.com, I'm reading that House Bill 658 would require any government agent to report if a child demonstrates desire to be treated in a manner opposite of the child's biological sex, or if they exhibit signs of gender dysphoria. Wow, I'm surprised. I didn't realize we were still calling it gender dysphoria. That sounds negative. I'm surprised we're even still saying that. The legislation would also make it a fourth-degree entity for teachers and government agents to provide treatment without consent from parents and guardians. That part I like. And people were all up in arms about this last week and go, I can't believe you're not talking about this. And I don't see what the problem is. Basically, this is what it happens. If you're in class and you tell the teacher you want to be addressed as a girl, even though you were born a boy, that teacher then, if this bill passes, is then required to call the parents and say, your child is, is exhibiting this behavior. Right. That's it. Okay. 
where I don't have a problem with that. I'm the parent. If I did anything else in the classroom, shouldn't I be known to that behavior? Yeah, I mean, communication between the, the school district, the teacher, and the parent should be applauded. I would think kind of across the board there, regardless what we're talking about. Now, are there other things that the teacher is obligated to tell the parents about? I mean, like, okay, so trans, trans issues, okay, well, then we automatically have to tell the teachers. Is homosexual issues the same way? Why is trans the issue that we're talking about here as opposed to the million other issues a kid could have? Uh, well, it is different. I mean, the kid's asking to be addressed differently. Um, you're, there's going to be some things there. I, I get what you're saying, but your child's asking me to, do it, to address them in a different manner. If, if, if your kid is exhibiting depression... You know what I mean? Are you obligated to do something there? Because, well, they do. Because I was going to say, I know you're obligated as an educator if you see abuse. You know what I'm saying? If you see something like that, right. it is your job to say something about that. I just wonder, is it like, is it, where does this stop, I guess? Um, I feel like teachers should be telling parents more things, not less. I, um, and so I would want to know this. I, I, and, yeah, as a parent, as a parent, I want to know this and I want to know how to address it. And it's, it's a family issue. And so we'll handle it. I don't want you giving my kid anything for it or telling him that he can pray it away or whatever the hell. I don't want any of that. But if, if, if my son who was born a son and that's what he would be, by the way, if you're born as a gender, that's what you are. There are only the two. Like, let's, let's not go crazy. Right. So like if, if that's what he would be, but if he is choosing then to be addressed in a different manner, I don't want my teacher to be like, well, I'm not telling your, your parents that that's crazy. Te- I mean, students, students can't have you, uh, the same level of privacy. Right. I mean, like there, we're not getting into an issue there where it's like, you know, I, I, I told you that in confidence or I told you that, you know, nah, you're not a doctor. Yeah. I was going to say, I know it's not lawyer you know, or doctor territory there. I just, that's, you're that's, also a minor. To me, that's just where we're getting into a little bit of where I see there being some issues. I mean, do that. you have rights like that if you're, uh, if you're still a minor? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, if you go to your teacher and say, "Hey, I'm being sexually abused at home," do they automatically? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they. Call, I mean, they call child services, right? Um, but do they do they call the other parent? Do they call like? I just don't know where. I think what they do I, now, I don't know, I, but I but I would imagine what happens there is that they call Child Protective Services and then they kind of talk to the parents. They go through it. Now that's because tra- you just teach in English. Why do you? You know what I mean? Well, I mean that's when we're getting a trained professional in there, and I, I, I'm not against this. I just see there being some areas here where it's like, well, where does this line stop, and how far do we go, and why is it trans? And I think what I heard is that this is that. Um, young people who who are dealing with you know those issues um, often are more suicidal, and depression is more likely yes. to happen. And I think that's where like some of the I don't want to say urgency of like okay, you said this to me, now I have to go tell your parents. But I think that's a part of it. Yeah, I just it, it, if my child was asking to be addressed differently and exhibiting some of these things, and you didn't tell me, I would have a hard time with that. Although you could make the argument. That if you are doing that at school, you're probably comfortable enough to be doing it everywhere else. But like, or at least at home. My, my thing is maybe not though, because like, maybe your parents are bigoted. Well, bigot, whatever. Maybe your parents aren't accepting of that, or not. Maybe you feel like they're not accepting of that. I don't want to start throwing around bigot. I don't want to start throwing around. If you hate your kid because he's transgender or they are transgender, you are bigoted. Okay. Um, 
I'll say it. I with, don't care. With, if you hate your own kid over anything, you're bigoted. Because, like, I mean, and not to relate this back to homosexuality, but how many young people come out to their friends, to other people prior to coming out to their parents? Yeah, parents can be tough. It's you like know? telling people you're pregnant, too. Same thing. Yeah. It's just, you're just afraid of your parents. You tell 100 people before All you right. tell them because... That's, okay, that is fair. And so, okay, so you're you're a parent. You know, you got your kid in, in uh-huh. middle school or whatever, and you get this phone call, and you didn't expect it. You know what I'm saying? That's got to be like a wow. Okay. Again, and I know people always, I just had a guy tell me on Friday, right? When he was destroying my dinner. <laughs> don't talk about parenting. Well, as he was ruining my dinner, don't, don't talk about parenting. But I, um, I would imagine that if the school called me to tell me my child was showing signs of there may be gender dysphoria here mm-hmm. or trans issues, that, I mean, you'd have to be pretty pretty oblivious not to start to pick up things at home, right? Like, again, I always go to this, and, um, and and not that it's, you know, not that it's a perfect test for all things, but when I was growing up, my cousin Jimmy is now a gay man. Married, lives in Oregon with his husband, perfectly happy, right? Okay. Does the whole thing. We knew early. It was like fourth grade where the rest of us cousins were all like, I, I, again, this is how you think when you're four years old. It's like, what's wrong with you? Like where it's like obviously nothing's wrong with him. I get that as a grown up person. What I mean is as a child What's different about was you. different. There was obviously a difference in the two people or in the group of people, and we could kind of figure it out. Now my brother and my co- a couple of my cousins were a little bit older, and they were there. And so when I started the question, they would laugh and giggle because they were like thirteen or whatever, and this and that. And I didn't know. I couldn't. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. But we, I could tell. So I'm pretty perce- perceptive. And so I would think if my if my child, I think I'd be noticing something. I, I, I mean, but maybe not. I was gonna say, and I think maybe it's, not. I think especially with maybe some trans issues, and I know that we are in a new. I mean, if your son comes out in in a dress and glitter lipstick, I think you got it figured out. Right. But it's not always gonna go that way. I was gonna say, how long? How many years of it is him being frustrated, him being disengaged, him being what seems like depressed because doesn't know how to express themselves, and you didn't necessarily see those. You saw those issues, and you knew there was something but going didn't on. Didn't link it to what it was. To, didn't link it to he's having you know That's fair these too. thoughts. So like. I'm not opposed to this. I'm really not. I think this is okay. And 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 here's the thing too is like, what if this is a teacher that you feel like has a an agenda? Um, you know, oh, these leftist teachers all days are just trying to push these trans issues. They're calling me, they're telling me that Jimmy over here thinks my kid is trans, trans try, trying to push him, trying to push my kid towards that angle. Well, that will happen. So it's just there's a lot there's a lot more to this than just like well, parents and teachers got to talk. Well, what do you do if you're a teacher of a student that you know this to be true of and you're afraid to tell the parents because of what their reaction will be? Right. Then what do you do? Or the kid says to you, hey, my Don't dad my, my dad is going to kill me if he finds out about this, but this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. Oh Dude, I don't. God. I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Like you can you can feel however you want to feel about trans issues and well, what bathrooms and scream about it all you want. But I do. I don't want kids killing themselves. No. I don't, you know what I mean? Like no, 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 no. Nobody wants that. Man, this is a complicated, this is a sticky wicket. Yeah. So here's what I tell you. This is what I would do. On your way home from work today, yeah. stop by the drugstore, go into like aisle seven. <laughs> I like the Trojan blue box myself, but you get those and then you never have to worry about it. Ever. Oh, it's too late for you? Sucks to be you, dude. Patriotism gets misunderstood all the time, especially when it comes to music. We'll explain next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9.
Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. This guy's saying to me, no, 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 no. Cleveland's a real sports city. It's like, we just have to agree to disagree. Okay, well, I'm just telling you, LA's got two NBA teams. They both draw, and I'm guessing that probably 20 games into next season, we're in the bottom half of attendance. Tickets sold. This is a real sports area. It's just a real NFL area. And we'll like the Cavs when they get good. And we'll like the Tribe when they get good. But you like the Browns no matter what. I mean, the team went 0-16, dude, and they still dominated every column inch there was. You had an NBA team in the finals, and people are still talking about how Baker Mayfield is going to be the, the franchise. Because that's the sport you really care about. It's got to be interesting as the uh, the Browns and the uh, the Indians today, and it's like, okay, it's a new day. You know what I mean? Like, both those teams in the Cavaliers, obviously. You're the Browns, you just got them. pressure now. Yeah, The you Browns got to feel all the pressure now. You kind of do. Like, dude, you had the LeBron shadow of, well, at least they have that guy, and now you don't. Strange, dude. You just think about it. The Indians, who went to the World Series two years ago, were in the playoffs last year, who have, you know, what I would assume is the best team in Cleveland now. No pressure. Browns, piss poor. 1-31 in 31 over the past two years. All of a sudden, dude, it is. Dude, the bright lights are now on the Cleveland Browns. Good point. Because that's what people care about. You can only have pressure when when expectations are thrust on you. You want the tribe to be good. You need the Browns to be good. It's different. And it's it's interesting how you say you need the Browns to be they good. They do. And 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 that goes back to what you were saying about Los Angeles and the sports town aspects of it or two whatever. Two NFL like teams that. in sport in Los Angeles, two NBA teams, not a sports people, town. Got it. People in areas like that don't define themselves they via their sports teams the way that we do. No, because it's 75 sunny and you got an ocean. You have other things to define yourself yeah. with there where, like, this is all you have in Northeast Ohio. Plus, what LA Brogies. has is 6 million people that all move from somewhere else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what you have. So it's a little bit of transient. There's a little bit of that. So it may not come off to you. Dude, this isn't... It doesn't make them any less of a real sports city. It just makes them real less desperate. That's really what, okay. it, what, what, what it makes them. Okay. Their fandom is it doesn't mean any less than your fandom. It's just you got six feet of snow and you right. finished 11th grade <laughs> and you're like, my life sucks. So therefore, I need field goals to make me feel better about who I am. When you're making $300,000 a year in the tech sector and you got like, you know what I mean? Wine bars and oceans and everything else. You don't live and breathe with Draymond Green. So yeah, I mean that's what happens. Doesn't make, doesn't make L.A. any. Oh my god! Oh, all right, I, all right. I, 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 no, I got to do it. I got to move forward. All right, you want to talk about the pizza again? No, 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 no. I don't think my heart can handle it right now. I don't. We may tell that story again at nine o'clock, but I, uh, I, we, I may have to hold on. So, Fourth of July is uh, what day after tomorrow, right? Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday, and uh, patriotism's been all over the news, right? You got it in the NFL with the anthem protest. You got this. You got that. Right. Uh-huh. And um, it's a really weird thing, um, especially with music, especially now, is because you're hearing people say, oh, you know, get the politics out of this. Okay. Or, oh, get the politics out of this. And if we could just get back to the good old days where people didn't talk about this stuff so much, which 
Maybe in sport, although I think it's always been there a little. Probably yeah. not as much as there is now, but it's always been there. At least a little. I mean, we do we had raised fist in the in, in, in the Olympics. Yeah. I mean, I do we've had some stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, we've had some things. I think it's more probably more active now than then. Um probably easier to be active now. I think there was more to risk back in the day versus the, what there is now. Um so but musically this argument's crazy because music's been political forever, since the very beginning. Um, really what it was is it was just maybe more hidden or you just didn't care enough to think about it just because you like the way the guitar sounded, you like the way the hook sounded, whatever. But there are songs out there that are super political that have been misunderstood. And we'll give you a few examples of these. Like the Guess Who's American Woman. Now, you think this is all about, oh my God, American women are hot. Yeah. They're sexy. Yeah. But Randy Bachman... Of the Guess Who called the track an anti-war protest song. He says it's representing a warmongering Uncle Sam in the era of Vietnam. Now, the Guess Who singer Burton Cummings disagreed with Bachman's take on the song in a separate interview, claiming the song is less about politics and more about the dangerous reputation of its main character. When I said American woman, stay away from me, I really meant Canadian women, I prefer you. So it's interesting there, but, you know, both guys in the band have a separate opinion of what they were trying to do there. Now, I've always taken this song as, like, American woman. Like, American women. Of, like, you know what I mean? Sometimes, you know what I mean? The opposite sex, no matter if a man or woman for you, whatever it is, could just be a little shady. That's the way I've always taken that one. I never knew. I never would have tied that to that. I think so much music from that era... Um, it's very easy to hear it and just be like, yeah, well, it's on, you know, it's on, you know, the oldie station. Therefore, it's just got to be what I want it to be. But no, these guys were trying to make statements and it's going to definitely from bandmate to bandmate to bandmate change. So from fan to fan to fan to fan to fan, of course, the people are going to interpret things differently. Exactly right. Another one of these songs that again, that people feel like is really pro, but it's you really shouldn't if you really listen to the lyrics of it is a song I love and I maintain should be all over this radio station still to this day, is Rockin' in the Free World by Neil Young. This is a good song. It's a great song. It's a really good song. It's a great song. President Trump and Bernie Sanders used this track during their presidential campaigns. But in the song, he does rail against wealth inequality, consumerism, the general decline of the American society. Obviously, the chorus, keep on rocking in the free re, uh, free world, sounds like it's like, yeah. But really what he's saying is, you're not paying attention to any of this stuff. This is all the stuff that's going to destroy us all. You just keep rocking in your free world, right. bro. That's the tone of this song. And I will say that even from a young age, because I think it came out in 1989, so I'd have been like eighth grade or whatever. That I always kind of knew this was him sticking his finger in the side. Because, again, you know from where Neil Young hails. I mean, the guy who wrote the song Ohio, for Christ's sake. Yeah, I was going to say, I think a lot of people throw that to the side. Like, like everything else Neil Young's done isn't going to come out in this political song that he's doing. Like, no, this is just a pro-America song. When you look back at the guy's history and it's like, well, dude, he said this, this, this. And all of a sudden now he's just going to come out and write, you know, the national anthem 2.0. Dude, CSNY was like one of the most political, like yeah. protesty type bands ever. Buffalo Springfield along there too. They shared band members. I mean, those two bands were like, that's what they were. Their whole thing was about. I mean, 
and this goes back to American Woman, where it's just you look back, you look back at the era of a lot of these songs, and there was so much going on. Where of course this is going to bleed over into the art of the day. It's crazy to think otherwise. Yeah, I mean, how would it not? Here's another one here, and I don't know why anybody wouldn't think that this was like anti-war. I don't know why how anybody could think that this song's not anti-war. And again, smash it. And if it were up to me, we'd play this song every single day on Rock 106.9. It's Fortunate Son by Creedence. Another good song, dude. How good is this song? Another good song, dude. That opening lick right there. It just sounds like Vietnam, doesn't it? It just sounds like it. No matter in every war movie ever. No matter how many movies and like pop culture things this becomes a part of, it will always be a good song. Much like um, "Gimme Shelter," which has just been so oh, overused. Overused, but like, but, but so good. But yeah, it, it's still a phenomenal nah, song. That's a good take. You're right. Same thing. All it takes though is just like any other song, man. Those first words I know out of the gate, you know, some people are born to, to, to fly the red, white, and blue, and that's all that it takes is that that symbolism, that thought in your mind of like waving the flag, and it's like, yeah, it's a pro America. Everyone loves America. Yeah, but he spends the rest of those songs saying, "That ain't me. It ain't me." Which this is very, very interesting. I guess I don't know because I wasn't there, but imagine a band coming out now. And writing a song, anti-American establishment, anti-war like that, and expecting it to go on the radio. The fact that, well, and it still gets played with regular on a regular basis. Right. I don't know. Was the newspaper calling them long hairs who did, did, were disrespectful? I'm sure. sure right? I'm, sure. Guessing, I'm guessing. I just wasn't there. Um, you, you know, you've got the fact that he's rallying against being a senator's son and being a millionaire's because son. They get out of having to go. Yeah, but I think maybe most people hear that, identify with that. I ain't no millionaire's son either. Therefore, it has to be in step Me with what I'm thinking. Me and my kids were poor. We were going to be forced to go. It has to be in step with what I'm thinking here. What a great premise for a song back then. I mean, to write a song about the fact that privileged people don't have to do certain things. I mean, back then, it's ballsy, which here's what's crazy, is that I can look back on that and call it ballsy, but if a band did, if Shinedown did it today, I'd be like, God, is that mistake, annoying? Mistake, mistake, What are you mistake. doing? What are you guys doing? What are you thinking Just about? Just go play click, click, boom, and move on with your lives, exactly guys. Right. What, what is that? Why is that? Uh, because it's in the moment now. You know what I mean? Uh, would you feel? Would you have felt differently about CCR uh, 30 years ago? Uh, you know what I mean? I also think there's something to this. That I think the fabric of the people were different then. And I do think that maybe people were more in tune to what they really, you know what I mean? Like where, and people did care a little bit more. Where now I feel like if you did something, it's more jumping on a bandwagon versus like, do we need to get in the studio and write this song? Because America needs this song. Didn't feel that way. Yeah. And I've been saying for about a year now. That given the political climate of this country, where in the hell is my Rage Against the Machine? Well, where is my version of that? Yeah, I mean, Zach Taylor Rocco, where, where the hell are you, like, number one? Right. Number two, system of down, where are you guys at? Are you going to do something there? You I mean, like, dude, Rage out there telling us how bad the world is when Clinton was president. We're all now looking back like, dude, give us that. Right, where'd you go, bro? Give, give us that. Or maybe where's the new version of that? That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's like, where's the new band that kind of takes up where Rage left off? Like, we... Given the political climate right now, I can't believe that there, we don't have a band like that. But 
to me, if I'm an up-and-coming band, now if I'm Rage Against the Machine, fine, I've already been established and people know who I am, but if I'm an up-and-coming band, like we said, dude, Take if Shinedown comes out with this, if Pop Evil comes out with this, and we play it on New Tour Tuesday, we're going to be like, dude, stay out of that lane, you're what just, you're, you're, doing? Do, you're hurting yourself more than you're helping yourself, you're, you're dividing the crowd, it's a tough, tough place to be. It would be really, really tough, I think the only, the outlier there is, and how you get away with it, and Rage fits this bill, is you'd have to be that good. You have to be really good. You'd, you'd have to be that good. And you'd have to be all the way embracing it, dude. Tom Morello was wearing commie hats in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Was non-apologetic about it. If you come out there and half-ass it half and say, off. hey, yeah. this is our one political song, you know, then it's going to be like, that's going to ring very insincere. And here's another one. And it's the number one version of this. Yeah. Yeah. And again, maybe I just listen to music differently, but even as a kid, and I'm talking young kid, I think this was 1984 maybe. If you really listen to what he's saying, you can tell he's not like, man, America's the greatest. You can tell he's taking issue with the country and things that have happened. And this is, of course, Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen, which is a great song. Yeah, another good one, dude. These are all good songs, man. All, all four of these I like. Now, if you really listen to this and you listen to the lyrics, you know he's not trying to, you know, give America a, hand, a handy. That's not what he's doing. Um... Much like people listening to the radio, you're really not, no matter how many times you've heard this. You just you want to sing Born in the USA in your car. Right. And like, think All about, right. you know, fair. think about how many times in life you'll hear a song that you've heard 8 million times and be like, oh my God, what did he just say? I can't, I, I, dude, I've heard the song a million times. I didn't know he said that. So I think that happens. It, sure. And the ability to process and figure out meaning in lyrics I think most people just look at it very superficially. Of I just like, want to have fun. I want to have fun. You're singing about the USA. I love the USA. I'm going to interpret it as such. And and, and and that, I mean, I guess is one of the beauties of music. You know, you can you can sing the song out to 10,000 people, and 10,000 people sing it back to you for a different reason. Well, here's the other thing, too, and people forget this. You know why this song was received the way it was? Because in 1984, you had an extreme sense of pride in your country. You no longer have that pride in your country because you're told constantly every day by every outlet, here's what's wrong, this is wrong, and this is racist, and inequality, and wage cap, and this, and this. And so therefore, dude, everybody's got you so convinced, dude, that you shouldn't feel proud to be an American. Where in 1984, it was... Russia is going to send rockets over here. We're all going to die. And, dude, if it weren't for Rocky and Bruce Springsteen, this place would suck. And there, dude, you had a little bit of pride. So do you think that... So essentially kind of what we have going on here is a, a role reversal where like yes. the media in the 80s was telling you be proud of America. America's this, this, great. And the, the, the artists were the ones who were the counterculture of telling That's you. That's exactly I'm, what's I'm, happening. I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised that Bruce Springsteen, because you're right, at that time there was a sense of patriotism going on in the country. Oh, for sure there For was. him to come out with this and for this song to catch on the way that it did, it just goes to show you, man, especially with things when it comes to patriotism, people are going to see what they want to see. Like I, I was, I was, I showed you this picture last week where this girl I know is a photographer and she did this this photo series and it was like a dude war where like the guy was getting married and he made like sexy pictures for his wife and they were all him naked with the American flag and some sort of either wearing it like a cape or wearing it in front of his his crotch or whatever and to me I was like dude 
you don't find this disrespectful? Like, I look at that, and I'm like, dude, this guy's essentially wiping his ass on the American yeah, flag. That part's but, right. but, but that. the fact that it was done in a joking fashion and that he thinks that this wasn't the same thing as kneeling, people look at it and they're like, ah, dude, it's just fun. You know what I'm saying? It's just fun. Or to me, it was like, whoa, dude, like, you should not be doing that with the flag. Lee says, I think the difference between now and the 60s is in the 60s, rock and roll was a more liberal genre for liberal people, and now it's more of a conservative genre for conservative people. Uh, you're half right. Here, here's the other part. you got to realize, the parties have swapped. The Democratic Party now was the Republican Party in the 1960s. Like, dude, the things have swapped. Now we have artists arguing that we shouldn't be able to say what we want. I've said this a thousand times on this show. I can't believe I lived long enough. For liberals to be the ones arguing for censorship, the yeah. role revert. The roles have reversed. I mean, they kind of yeah. have. You've got you've got you know the, the people who were once free market fetishizers are now like no tariffs. That's what we should totally do. There's and, there's point there. And there dude, is. The, 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 both parties have gone crazy. They've gone. Both parties have gone so crazy trying trying to court trying to court the people who are in the middle, which I still think is probably most of the country. That they've all had to dip in each other's pool so long we can't recognize anything. But Hollywood arguing for censorship is ridiculous. Those kinds of things are crazy. That's the difference. And I also do think this, that the moral fiber, fabric of the American people was stronger back then. And we cared more about things and we were more invested. We were more educated. We were more in tune. So those young voices coming out, those young, frustrated, artistic voices were telling us something real because they were feeling something real. Now... American life is very posh. It's very easy. All you do is push buttons. All you do is wait. All you do is press an app. And so, therefore, you don't have the same thing inside of you. So it all comes off kind of watered down and half-assed. That's the difference. There was real struggle coming out in those records. Where now it's like, um, I hear there's real struggle somewhere in somebody else's neighborhood, and we should fix it. That's who we are today. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Six nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock One Six Nine. We're up against the clock. I apologize. I uh, but I did hear this that apparently the Cleveland Police Department is saying that they have thwarted what would have been a Fourth of July terrorist attack. Really? Yeah. CPD there. CPD. Cleveland Police Department. Cleveland Police Department. They say they're wow. going to give out more details at a nine fifteen press briefing. They're going to do, but uh, according to Fox wow. Eight. And NBC, yeah, no, it's 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 multiple Cleveland news outlets saying that, that the uh, that the Cleveland Police Department and FBI have thwarted a uh, what would have been a Fourth of July terrorist attack. We always talk about how officers of the law, um, you never know what you're going to get yourself into that day. It's like, well, maybe oh, yeah. you know, you know, maybe I'm going to go write a ticket, or maybe I'm going to go bust a murder, but like. Dealing with terrorists? You know what I mean? Like, that just never even, like, crosses my mind of, like, all right, well, this is what a cop's got to do today. And, like, this is, here they are, busting terrorists. Yeah. Um, again, person facing charges for involvement in alleged attack scheduled for July 4th in downtown Cleveland. Interesting. Uh, we uh, They say more information should be coming out around 915. When we get any of that, we will obviously let you know. Scheduled to talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Want to make sure we have enough time to do it. So let's just do this. Let's pass out these Weezer and Pixies tickets. I believe that shows July 11th. Mm -hmm. Blossom. We'll get you in, and then we'll talk to Scott. We'll take caller 20 right now at 1-800-243-7625 on these Weezer Pixies tickets and be back to talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9.
Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever! Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. This report is brought to you by UMA Office. 6.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. And this is the dedication to The Stansberry Show contributors right here. Our good buddy, Scott from winningfornextyear.com, joins us every single Monday at 8. He's on vacation this week. He didn't have to do it, but he got up, and he's doing the show anyway because he's just that dedicated. My man, thank you very much for waking up early. We appreciate it. You got it, man. I, uh, I also, I, <laughs> listen, I was excited no, this. I also, no, uh, no. I want to thank you yet again for inviting me out and uh, inviting me to your uh your golf outing on Friday, I had a ton of fun. Uh, you and I played you know, pretty well, and uh, I, I had a good time. So thanks again for that. Yeah, no, I'm glad you could make it out. I know it was a bit of a hike for you. So it was, it was yeah, really it was uh, well worth it. That uh, Legend Lake out there in Chardon uh, was fantastic. It was well worth the drive. So, um, well, I was right. I mean, I, uh, I feel like we, we could just start there. Now, I had the team wrong. I did have them going to the Houston Rockets. Um, and I would, uh, I would admit that this is a, a strange basketball decision from LeBron James, given the fact that we have not seen, I'm not going to call Lance Stevenson and JaVale McGee other stars. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not going to, uh, he didn't get Paul George to go there. He didn't get Chris Paul to go there. The Kawhi Leonard thing hasn't fallen into place just as of yet. I was surprised about the fact that he was willing to be the lone man. Um, and I felt like your point, Scott, again, follow Scott on Twitter at WFNY Scott. And um, you, I, I, I thought you hit it on the head last night, which is the, the biggest thing about LeBron leaving isn't the fact that he left, because I felt like I knew that was going to happen, but he signed a four-year deal with the Lakers. He's showing them dedication that he has been hesitant to show the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I guess I got to know this. What does he see there that makes him go, yeah, long-term I want to be locked in here? I'm not sure. I'm still trying to suss a lot of it out. Um, you know, when he went to Miami, signed a six-year deal um, with with the two opt-outs, which is why how he ended up back in Cleveland. Um, the reason he did not sign a long-term deal, if you recall, when he came back to Cleveland, was because the cap was going to jump the next year. Okay. So you know, so so I signing a, a long-term deal when he came back then would have been stupid, you know, because there's a cap spike, which is how Kevin Durant got to go to get to go to. Uh, Golden State and the whole thing, but it would have been, you know, just a, not a smart business move on his part to to uh, to lock into a long term deal. And then he signed the 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 multi year deal because the cap was expected to go back down. So there was a, there was a, there was a lot of cap maneuvering over the last couple of years with him in Cleveland. Now that said, it did make things difficult for the Cavs to you know when you don't we don't have the, the buy in you, you know he wouldn't commit, so you couldn't have gotten PG last year. You know, I don't know. It's 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 interesting because a lot of a lot of what I what I'm seeing is buying into the mystique or the the the, the this is the the prestige of being a Laker and the whole Magic Johnson thing. And I and and truthfully, LeBron's are going to be 34. Um, you know, I you know, yeah, you can you can go through this one you know one plus one thing for the rest of his career if you wanted to. But I think he kind of just wants to have that done. He wants to give them a chance. And I think if he, you know, has that buy-in, like you mentioned, it allows them to maneuver a little bit better and potentially get another ring. But well, as we've talked, I, I just don't know how it gets done with, I, I, I don't see how they get out of the first or second round as, 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 as currently constructed. I would agree with that. I think it's also now magic can go to guys and go, dude, I got LeBron for four years. You want to be a Laker or not? You want to be great or not? Now, I, um, it seems most of the sentiment this morning, Scott, 
is, hey, thanks for the title. We're going to let you go. Thanks, man. You're the greatest. See ya. But I think that's going to fade when people realize what happened here. And you were hustled. Make no mistake. LeBron James hustled the living crap out of you and the entire NBA fan base. And he did it. He knew. He, dude, I, I knew. I said when he came back, this is short term. He's going to go. This was all about coming back to Cleveland. He was the most hated man in the, in, in the NBA, all the sports, when he left to go to Miami. Right? Won the two titles there. People still hated him, and he had been on record. Didn't like being the NBA bad guy. Hated it. Didn't want it. Doesn't want it. So what did he do? Came back here. I'm coming home, which we all knew was BS. It's all emotional drama, and he won you the title to clean up the reputation, and now he skates right back out of town the minute he can. And I think that in a month when people wake up, and they and 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 the the the, the shock of it is over. We are going to get back to burning jerseys. We are going to get back to being saying awful things and being full on haters of this guy. Because I don't think people have really wiped the sleep out of their eye yet and realized you've been hoodwinked. He came back here to clean up the image, and then the moment it was done, it was like, yeah, see you later. And I knew from the beginning he has no like connection to the city of Cleveland. He's got love for Akron, but none for the city of Cleveland. And it's been obvious from the from the the very beginning. Do you think people are going to end up taking this really well long term? They probably should. I agree. I mean, they, they, they did get a championship out of the deal. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and he's going to get his jersey retired. I mean, Dan Dan said in his letter yesterday, um, you know, late last night that, you know, we'll, we'll, when we put the 23 in the rafters. So, I mean, the, the, the I don't think either party is looking to have any ill will here. Um, you know, I think LeBron lived he lived up to his promise you know he said he was going to get a championship for this team and out you know i think it happened a little sooner than than anybody thought i don't think anybody thought they were going to get to the finals that first year he came back uh which kind of fast-tracked i think a lot of this timeline but no i i, I mean maybe some people will be upset um you know truthfully i think your your best bet is to you know go to you know, I, I I don't want to say any specific name because i don't want to make it a sponsor thing but i mean go to your local sports apparel Distributor and, and pick up some jerseys on the cheap because they're, that's going to be uh, it's going to be one to, to hang on to for long term. So I, I hope they, you know, there might be a jersey burning, there might be somebody you know ranting and raving, but I think long term everybody should be pretty happy that they got a championship out of it. Yeah, I was in an event last night, and you know, I found out kind of as I was there, but like it seemed to me, and I counted seven LeBron jerseys throughout, and like everyone knew and. Everyone seemed pretty cool about it. You're right. A month from now, people could feel a little bit differently. When they realize why he did it and um, the fact that it was a plan from the moment he came back here. Um, I, I, I think I think that nobody intends on getting divorced and there's always a lot of blame to go around in divorces. So I think that there's LeBron fault. I think there's Dan Gilbert fault. I oh, yeah. think there's organizational plenty. fault. I think there's just there's plenty of things that added up to this. But to me, it's promise delivered right there. And, you know, you, you got a title and we all said it, so we all should hold ourselves to it. Is, is that is that like thank you for coming and 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 we appreciate what you did. 
Um, but now at this point, we are all left with our D's in our hands as Cavaliers fans just kind of standing here. It's funny to think um, from the moment he became a Cavalier, trade rumors surrounded Kevin Love. And now, four years later, he's the only one left of the big three still wearing the wine and gold at this moment. Um, do the Cavs look at Kevin Love and say, hey, we're going to build around you. We're going to try to make ourselves relevant again immediately. Or do they look at Kevin Love and say, hey, by the time this next season starts, you're going to be somewhere else? They probably should do the latter um, for 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 the benefit of both parties because uh, I I saw how the Anton Jameson thing you know un- unfolded you know when they when they brought him in here to you know help LeBron and then next thing you know he's the only one left and they have a bunch of you know ragtag guys but it does sound like by by all indications that they're planning on keeping him at least for now um, I don't know if it's a ticket thing I don't know if it's a because the arena's getting renovated and they need they need someone to sell thing I mean. Colin Sexton might be good, but you're not getting people to come to Cleveland to see him. Nope. And you know, so there's, you know, they're gonna they're gonna have to make a business decision as well. Like the, what what's gonna what's gonna get people in the door for them? And they have a lot of people locked into the season tickets this season based on you know making because they have to re up so early in the season last year. You know when you don't when you don't really know what's gonna happen this year. So I I don't know it, they. It sounds like they're gonna keep him. I don't know if it's a attempt to you know be the seven or eighth seed in the in the in the east i i i think they should probably blow it up but you know then again it's it's a lot easier said than done when you have you know a lot of e- ego and uh and money on the line well i'm blowing things up is tough i i was talking about it earlier in the show it's like these leagues have history and you don't have to look back that far when great players retire or they leave you just twirl out there in obscurity forever. It's just part of it. It's just part of what happens. It just takes forever because you're waiting on the next transformative guy. There's only a handful, right? And so now, if you're if you're a Cavs fan, you got to be freaking out a little bit because you, you have that as the history, and you have an owner that's not that great, a GM that's not all that great, and a coach that's not all that great, and a roster that's not all that great. You're in for a long, long road here. I think it's going to be honestly. I think it's going to be bad. And actually, as we're talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com, I need you to help me with this. You need to help me because these people do, people live in the moment. They're slaves of the moment. And I got guys now telling me this is a basketball town, which is ridiculous. It's hysterical, as a matter of fact. This was a LeBron town. And I, and I feel like all you got to do is go back to when you had Kyrie Irving, a star point guard, and no LeBron. You could buy tickets for 10 bucks outside the queue. Building was empty. He had a star point guard that was coming in. Everybody thought that kid was going to be good. Turns out he is pretty good. Nobody cared. Nobody, nobody cared at all. They won 20 games. Nobody cared. Right? And so like now people are telling me, no, this is a basketball city. And LeBron's leaving a basketball city to go to a non-sports town like L.A. And I keep screaming into this microphone and people for some reason can't hear it. They got two NFL teams there. They got two NBA teams there. L.A. is a sports town. Right? Well, two baseball teams. Um, they, yeah, they. Uh, and the, it, what's one of the lasting images from one of those, those World Series? Not the World Series run, because I think the Indians are still in it. But you know, one of the the, the gifts or videos that gets replayed or images that get shared so much is, is LeBron in the suite during the Indian event, right? Right. I mean, it's it's you no, know, it is. It's it's not a basketball town. It's it's it was a it was a, it's a it's a it's a it's a football town that. Just so happen to have one of the best basketball players in the world that's, grow that's up, grow up, you know, forty miles down the road. Um, but it, you know, Cleveland's a great sports town. 
for, for you know, we, we have very, very passionate fans. It's okay to be happy and disappointed at the same time by what happened, but it's going to be a long, long, long time, if ever again, that the Cavs are going to be in the NBA Finals. Just unless, you know, with, you know, who knows? You know, they, LeBron says he wants to finish his career in Cleveland. You said it yourself a couple times. You think he does come back at some point? Oh yeah, I think he's. Um, a, but yeah, but by that point, a forty-year-old LeBron James isn't getting you back to the NBA Finals. Yeah. So, you know, you know, you're gonna, we're gonna. It's 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 kind of in Baker Mayfield we trust at this point. It, it, appreciate the Indians; they're a very very good team. Very good. Be be, be excited about the Browns, but uh, the the Cavs are going to be in in. Uh, it's going to be a, a bit, a bit turmoil, or a bit of turmoil, I would say, for for the next couple seasons. That's for sure. As we look forward to that turmoil, and as it as it's just inevitably on the horizon here for us, I think a lot of sports fans in this area are going to be looking for other avenues and other other athletes to cheer for. Now that LeBron James has left the Cavaliers, who is the best athlete in Cleveland today? Jose Ramirez. Um, that would be I mean, guess. Yeah, I mean he's. You're Jose, you take Mike Trout out of the major leagues. Jose Ramirez is the best player in baseball right now, which is, which is very, it seems weird to say um, because it's, it seems kind of so under the radar. Um, but he, the, the, the kid, is doing it all. I mean, he's 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 his, he doesn't strike out. He hardly gets out because he has, his barrel rate is so high. He's great in the field and he's playing his second best position. I mean, the kid, he's one of the best home run hitters in baseball right now. And I think if 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 Cavs fans or Cleveland fans in general are looking for something to to tide them between LeBron leaving and the start of football season. Jose Ramirez and the Indians can easily give you a reason to do it. I think the Browns have all the pressure on them right now. You had the, well, at least they have LeBron across the street. Right. And now you're the team, you know, you're the team they really care about. And now the, the cologne that covered up the stench that was coming out, out of Lou Groza Boulevard <laughs> is now gone. That spray can's gone, bro. And now it's all Baker Mayfield, Tyrod Taylor. And I think the pressure is on them. Because I said this, and I think it's true, that if the Browns win eight games this year, it's LeBron who? I mean, it's just, dude, the sport is just, first of all, the sport's that much more popular in the country as a whole. And it's that much more popular here. Here, yeah. It's that much more popular here. And I, this is what, I always use Fantone as a reference. Fantone will go watch the Cavs if they look like the Washington Generals. He'll go. He'll, he and his girlfriend will watch games on Friday night. They'll go to the queue. They'll do this. But most people aren't going. Most people, this is what I always tell people, most people are not really sports fans. You're winning fans. You like winning. And so you want to go to the ballpark when you feel like they have a chance to win because the tickets cost a lot of money, the parkings cost a lot of money. But this pretending that this is like, Cavs town is crazy. You just had the best player of the last 25 years, and you'll look like what you are now that he's gone, which is the Sacramento Kings. That's exactly what you are. This has been a dysfunctional franchise forever. You just had a great player that covered up a lot of mess, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're quite Kings level, but yeah, I mean, it's the, it, it helps having LeBron, right? I mean, sure. he, he, makes, he makes everyone better. He's a, he's a terrific player himself. Um, and you know, and you know, but truthfully, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of guys still on this roster right now that are getting paid because of getting to play alongside exactly. LeBron as well. So, um, you know, it's it, he, he, his, his, his wake will be pretty wide this time around. I mean, if you think of that, when he went to Miami, they eventually made it a sign and trade where they got some picks back and they were able to use those assets to do other things later and down the road. They're not getting that this time. Nope. 
Um, you know, so it's, it is, it is a giant reset button and they're going to have to figure out a way to do it. Uh, and yeah, it's, it, but the pressure is to your point on the Browns. They, they, I mean, it's, people have been looking for a reason to, to, you know, I don't say ignore them, but like your, to your point, the Indians being good and the Cavs being good really helps, but it's, it, it is, it's, it's going to be their turn to try and get this thing together. And I guess in John Dorsey, we trust, right? That was one of those things where I was like, dude, if I'm LeBron, I kind of want to go. Because if the Browns do get good, I know it's a big if, but if they do get good, you're no longer king of Cleveland, bro. You're not. You're just another basketball player at that point. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. If, dude, if First Energy Stadium gets rocking, people don't care about the dude. People, you would, people in this, dude, people in this area would sell the Tribe and the Cavs together for an eight-win season out of the Browns. And that I know to be true. And if I'm LeBron, I want to get out before I watch that happen. They're talking about building me statues, all this other stuff. You, I know it's one championship in 52 years. An AFC championship game, dude, just squashes that. And I know people think I'm crazy, but I know I'm right about it. This is football town. It's just the way it's always been. It's just the way it will always be. That's Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. Buddy, enjoy the rest of your vacation. We'll talk to you again next Monday. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Yeah, man, you're always good. We love uh, we love having you. Uh, apparently, being hangry, a real thing. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I'm looking ahead at uh, tomorrow Yeah. for New Tour Tuesday. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I have brand new D. Snyder. Oh, okay. Coworker there. Become the Storm. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, I, I believe from For the Love of Metal is the name of the album, <laughs> July 27th. For the Love of Metal. Crack it up! That's what he's always screaming into the radio. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, For the Love of Metal, July 27th, but become the storm <laughs> tomorrow, 9 o'clock, all New right. Tour Tuesday. I'm excited. Take that coworker and just shove him underneath that bus. <laughs> Get underneath there. The these, House of Hair! Big-ass tires right. mowing D right over. All right, so you hear people uh, say this a lot. I'm hangry. Yeah. Hungry and angry. Turns out science, yeah, they're saying it's real. They say in the brain, obviously, you have neurons that tell us when to eat. And when you eat, there's a sense of fulfillment that happens, and it will turn those neurons off. But when you don't eat, they just keep bouncing around. Okay. And it's going to change your mood. I've known this forever. I um, It was early on in my life where I was told by a girlfriend, you're a completely different person when you don't eat. You're not you when you're hungry. Yeah. Okay. Have a snicker. Okay. Right. Exactly right. Um, I noticed this last night, as a matter of fact. Um, I uh, was doing a little Sunday fun day, playing a little golf with some buddies, and we played a little later than I thought we were going to. And I went well past my meal time. And it got to the point where I was just like angry. Like legitimately, like every little thing, like somebody's taking too long to do something. It's like, oh god, damn it. why can't he just do this or this or that? It's just like, and I realize, oh my god, this isn't about them. This isn't about anything else. This is about me. I totally suffer from that. Do you get this at all? Yeah, yeah. I think everyone does. I mean, I, I know the word hangry is like new, but it's kind this, of annoying, but-, but this concept isn't new. I, 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 but the thing I will say, and I think what's kind of driving it, um. Number one, the fact that there's like a new word for it. Oh my gosh, that means it validates everything, and I can be a total bitch just because I'm a little bit hungry and all. Oh, I'll just Science lean into it's it. Real. Science, right? Left-handed people. They're 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 smarter. They're funnier. Oh, if I swear a lot, oh boy, I'm gonna be a genius. People are gonna look for that.
that. Um, but I think a part of what this problem is, as we as a society of Americans and you, I, and everyone else is guilty of this, we have gotten so used to just gorging ourselves, just like just 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 gluttonous amounts of food yeah. where it's not even there's times when I'm not even really hungry. And it's like, oh, dude, my stomach isn't filled to capacity. Therefore, I'm starting to get hangry. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a very common thing for people nowadays where it's like you think you're hungry and it's like. No, you're not, dude. You just haven't eaten in two hours. Like it's not. It's not like you've, you. You. You're, you're like malnourished. We just. We've just so become so accustomed to calorie, 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 calorie that as soon as it's not a constant stream down our gullets, we're like, oh, dude, I'm starving. Well, that is totally true. The other thing that's true in there, and um, and this will help you lose weight, is like most of the time you think you're hungry. What you actually are is thirsty, and if you drank more water. You'd realize, oh, it's just sometimes, dude, that hunger sen- uh, sensation goes off because your palate's looking for something. And if you just wet it and you just drink a little bit of water, A, it'll fill you, and B, you're not really hungry. That's why they say drink a gallon of water a day, if more if you can. A gallon's hard. And I know this always happens. People will go, but I do that because you have two bottles of water. Dude, I think it's something like, what is it? It's, I think like a self like bottle of water, it's 16 of those a day you have to have. Like you buy like one of those like 16 or whatever it is. It's like 16 of those a day you have to drink. It's something crazy like that. So you're not getting enough water, which is what's making you feel like you're hungry. And then, you know, again, the hangry thing comes out. I, uh, but I totally have this and I totally think it's a real thing. Um, but yes, when you hear about this stuff, it's not an excuse to be a jerk, though. Right. Just because you're hangry doesn't mean you get to tell that waitress, you know, to go to hell. Like, that's where you, that's where you lose me, is that, yes, it's real, but it's not going to excuse away terrible behavior. There's something else none of us are doing properly. It's really gross, and it's how we're all getting sick. I'll teach you how to do it properly next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Dude, this LeBron stuff is getting crazy. Yeah. Like, I saw yeah. this guy, I, I saw a guy on Facebook say, well, you know, I mean, I've got family members that live in, uh, you know, southern L.A., and I mean, I, I mean, I vacationed there once, okay. so I mean, I guess I'm allowed to be a Lakers. <laughs> Dude, LeBron's a Laker. If you want to be a Lakers fan, if you want to be a LeBron fan, you want to be a Lakers fan because LeBron's playing there, like LeBron James, like the Lakers. Okay. I also have a guy on Twitter tell me, he's a glory chaser. Right. Once these guys are three years in the league, they got enough money. What do you think it is they want? Right. And so you're going to crap on them if it's a glory chaser. But, oh, they're just in it for the money. They're just in it for... Well, it's like, dude, what do you play sports for? Of course the glory is what you play for. It's what you play t-ball for. What this is, what this is, is this is the the same guy that's trying to convince me LA is not a sports town. And I I was like, you're the same kind of person that told me Vegas wouldn't be a sports town. The Golden Knights sell out practices. And don't talk to me about how oh, they were really good this year. They sold out practices the first month of the season. Practices. Uh, Vegas can't wait for pro sports. When I was there in, in, in for Christmas, the Raider mania was insane. This coming from a guy who's never been to Vegas. I was just there over Christmas. Every store's got Raider stuff all in it. LA, or it's, it all says Las Vegas football on it. Raider mania. They got the whole hashtag ready to go. Dude, they're ready. Dude, the uh, LA is the same thing. The Lakers have run Los Angeles for 50 years. It's a premier NBA franchise. Quit telling me the Lakers aren't a big draw. I, I, you have to remember here too. I mean, what is there? Five million people in LA. 
They got enough. So. Yeah, something like they've, that. They've, they've, they've got enough people there. Dude. Like, well, that's his thing. He's like, <laughs> they're going to be the, fine. He, well, that's what he's saying, is that, of course, you're going to be able to find real fans in a town that big, that they're not really that big of fans. It's just the town's that big, so you can fill stadiums. Uh, the town is, is that it? big. Fill <laughs> stadiums, that's okay. And I keep trying to, you, you and I are arguing the same thing. I don't think there's as many real Cavs fans as you think either. When Bobby Sura's playing... When that when that era, how many real Cavs fans were there? There was like nine. I saw I saw somebody state this this morning. Well, I think actually the Cavs are in a better position now, which is the most laughable, idiotic thing that I've heard all day. And like I've heard some dumb things today, dude. I get, I get. Oh, I, now he's going to the you know Lakers were made by West Magic, Jabbar, okay. Worthy, Kobe, yeah. right? And LeBron is adding. To that esteemed yeah. history of the most pristine franchise in the association. Look, guys, if you want to be butthurt, that's fine. If you want to be upset he's going to go, fine. If you want to half in, half out and say, well, thanks for the title, but you still suck because you're doing this, fine. But these arguments that you're making to make yourself feel better about what's happened are making you look insane. Maybe it's because I'm older now, but eight years ago, I felt slighted personally i felt angry like like i was like i just held on to it and i that's was you. mad but like yeah i, I agree I, but that's like, you but with this dude i mean this dude's older than me this, this guy that you're fighting with so it's like you can be dude you can dude what did r kelly say age is just a number dude you sure. can be 60 and be youthful um it, it it just it just very much it just feels so different to me than this previous time i guess i don't understand the butt hurt here where it's like and didn't we all already mourn this relationship i i i don't want to make this into specifically like well this is just like a relationship but i said it to scott a divorce there's very rarely a one-sided divorce now you can say that like yeah well he's the one that was cheating or he's the one that was abusive and fine but most times i think in most divorces you both played a little bit of a role there and very rarely is one of you hit over the head you may not want it but I, nobody's over there going really well, that, i can't believe this we haven't spoken in six months now we're gonna divorce so post championship and to me it was when kevin durant signed with the golden state warriors yeah, you always go to that that's when i started mourning this relationship yeah. that's when it started like to me not necessarily I knew the divorce was coming but I knew there was red flags for me it was when Kyrie left it was like okay we're probably done it's certainly another step say, along say, the say, way say, yeah, and then thing. and then you had all these little steps along the way if, like you said if you were blindsided by this dude open up your freaking eyes where right. have you been for the last two well, years if you were blindsided by it you weren't listening to this show for the last year because I've been telling you since preseason this was going to happen I've been telling you so if you were blindsided by it, then you need to choose better radio shows every morning. Because had you been listening to us all year, you would have known this was going to happen. It was going to happen. But, dude, I just, again, if you want to be mad that he's going to L.A., that's fine. But telling me L.A. doesn't care about sports is crazy. It's crazy. I know. Somebody else hit me up. You know, Dodgers, Game 7, tickets were 12 bucks. Right. I could have got tickets for the, 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 the people were buying NBA like playoff tickets for like 30 bucks outside the queue, too. Like, you can find somebody willing to sell a ticket for cheap money. And why why would this why would any of this matter to LeBron? Do you think that None he was it. really making his decisions based on like well, this is a real sports town. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's crazy to me. Like, why would you think that that is what was the deciding factor? Now, from a basketball he doesn't for, care. No. What, 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 They're going to sell out every night he plays in L.A. Even if, every night. Even if they don't, I don't think he's like, oh, man, dude, we were 100 under sellout. Boy, that's a personal slight on me. I don't think that enters the equation at all for that guy. And I said earlier, and this is true, not all championships are created equal. 
if he wins one in a Lakers jersey, one, the NBA media will treat that better than they would a two like repeating here in Cleveland. You know that's true. Uh, the thing I'll say about it is, is I just don't see it right now. Now, granted, there could be a, a I have a, a hard time seeing it. Too. There could be I a do. there could be a huge trade coming down the pipeline, or you know, but the money's going to get tight now. Well, the money is tight, and like the people were talking about, well, Demarcus Cousins, and it's like, well, unless they do something pretty substantial here, and I don't get me wrong, there's going to be plenty of roster moves made, but like they're over the cap at this point, and I know Kyle Kuzma is off limits. They said they're not trading him. And like that's that's they're sticking with that, but like with 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 Kawhi Leonard not necessarily guaranteed to come here. Now, if it happens, I guess. But like, there's just so many things along the way when it comes from a basketball perspective that doesn't make sense about yeah, it that's, to me. That's it why I, that's why I think they know something we don't know yet. That I think LeBron's been assured of something we don't know. Charles is telling me you know he's upset that that Paul George stayed in Oklahoma City. I would agree. That I think maybe if Paul George may have been willing to be a Cavalier, this may have gone down different. I, I th- th- that that may have been different. I I, w- I would agree there. I, I I it's but I do think that the whole thing was set up from the beginning. I'm going to go back to Cleveland. I'll win a title. They got Kyrie. He and I will win a title. I'll clean up my image and then I'm out. You you, you have to. We look, were used. We were used. You have to look back at the first year of Miami and the first year in Cleveland and. LeBron isn't exactly easy to be around in the sense of you are going to have to change your game to accommodate him. And you look at what happened with Kevin Love and how much he changed from who he was in Minnesota into who he was in Cleveland. And that's a process that takes time, especially with younger guys who are going to have to, you know, assimilate themselves to LeBron and to the style and to the circus that goes along with him. Um, I get, I get that LA is going to be a much more desirable landing location for free agents and trades and guys who are going to want to go there. Um, but there's going to have to be some serious, serious moves before I can even say that they're the fourth or the third best team in in the West. I mean, like, I mean, okay, like, all right, they're either four or three right now, and it's just like you got a lot of ground to cover and not a lot of time to do it. LeBron's window is closing. Luke Walton's still going to be the coach. Uh, they were in the same draft class, those two guys. Yeah, which is which is crazy to think about. Eh, I mean, I think Luke Walton's a good coach, and I think that being you know associated with the Lakers over the past two years has probably sullied his name a little bit. I I don't know. I really don't. I I, I don't know. I I, I can't see that. Um, there's a lot still left to be unanswered here. Um, but I just I, that's why I think there's a basketball thing that he's been assured of that just hasn't hit the wire yet. I just I, because this just this doesn't feel like a solidified LeBron decision. Has to be multiple basketball things. Even if you add Kawhi Leonard, if they trade, you know, whoever for Kawhi Leonard. You still, you're still not close. You're yeah, not. I, I, I think you got to understand. I think that this is all part of. You can't continue to go to the NBA Finals and lose. I know people are going to be like, so what's better to get kicked out of the playoffs before the NBA Finals? I think the answer is yes. Really? I do. Really? I, I do. Don't. I no. Look, I don't think the answer is yes. I'm with you, Fantone. But do I think the NBA media, um, thinks differently about that? And we'll write different stories about that. Yeah. Especially when he loses next year. You know what the what the story when he loses next year is, don't you? Well, it's the first year. Lost the first year in Miami, too. You got to wait. He gets buying time now. He gets waiting time now. Where if he was with the Cavaliers, there's also this. 
he's worried that that the Cavs weren't going to make the Eastern, the, the weren't going to make the NBA Finals next year when Boston's full power and and really really oh, good. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's he why was, I, I think that's the biggest reason why. He one of the reasons away. why he ran away from the East is like, oh well. And now, dude, now if you're the NBA, look how dude, look how lucky the NBA got. And here's why LeBron to the Lakers is a huge deal. The Laker-Celtic rivalry, the most important rivalry in the association, alive and well now. The NBA is the huge winner today. And none of you are thinking about it like that because you're thinking about it from your Cavaliers fandom and what you would have wanted LeBron James to do. He thinks about it differently, and he just gave the NBA a huge, huge win. Clay saying it's about Kawhi Leonard getting there next year. I think that that's the deal too. I think Kawhi is a Laker, but I think it's probably next year after he can like walk away. If that's the plan, then why leave this year? Then why leave this year? I know I, that's that I, doesn't make sense to me. I uh, that's uh that, that's I, I would again uh, we're locks up there. I agree. And Kawhi Leonard played nine games last year, dude, and had a pretty substantial leg injury. So you can't to to, to be like with him. And I know the Demarcus Cousins argument too is like I mean. Both those guys, number one, are head cases. Number two, have injury history. So, so to 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 hitch your wagon to the star of two guys who are nutcases in the head, and ha- I don't know, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't think LeBron James wants any piece of Boogie Cousins. None. Everywhere the guy goes, he can't get along with anybody. Boogie is the problem. No matter where Boogie is, Boogie wants to be somewhere else. Doesn't like it. Can't get along. Can't do this. Can't do that. It's because Boogie is a head case. I think LeBron wants no part of that. I'm being asked this, Dave. Between it, does LeBron get booed off the court in his first game back in Cleveland as a Laker? I hope. I hope not. No, no. not the first one. But will he be booed in the queue at some point? Yes, because I maintain, and I said this earlier this morning. Sooner or later, a month, two, three, it will start to set in. That you were completely and utterly used. Your emotions were toyed with so he could clean up his image and then get the hell out of here and go where he really wanted to be. I'm coming home. Yeah, to clean up the image. Because you were the NBA bad guy and you hated it. You were on record saying you hated it. You were, we were, all of us were 100% completely used. Now why that's okay? You got laid. You got the championship. Who cares if she's using you? She gave you what you wanted. The sex. Let her leave. The Uber's here. Put her in the car. Wave goodbye. There's more chicks at the bar. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Yo guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock Looking ahead to tomorrow, New Tour Tuesday, New Lord featuring Run the Jewels. I love both those artists. Can't wait to hear that. It's really good. The song's called Supercut. And we have new Uncle Cracker floating. Okay. And then new D. Snyder becoming the storm. Or become the storm, sorry. Don't wanna No, don't get it right and pay the price, dummy. Don't want don't wanna screw up uh don't wanna screw up D's thing there. Looking forward to that. So it was made uh, known on the program uh, last week that Fantome will be wrestling for OCW. Indeed. This will be the uh, July twentieth at Buzzbin. Yeah. And uh so I went to Buzzbin over the weekend. 
Okay. Like, you know, let me scope this out. Okay. Maybe you need to find like a hiding place of where I can jump down from the ceiling and you know get involved here. All right, dude. I might need outside interference. A little leg drop. No, no, no. I feel like I'm what you're shedding. I uh, so I was at Buzzbin, right? And uh, and I just went. I went to get dinner. Is, is really what I went down there for. They got that macho nacho thing in there. They serve you know tacos and nachos and that kind of thing. So I was like, all right, let me go get some uh, tacos. And I know every bar has food now, but like macho nachos, legit it's delicious. Good. It's, yeah, it's good. really really good. Really good. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to walk down there. I'll just get a few tacos and then, you know, I'm like, get out of there. Right. Okay. I'm not, I'm not staying. I'm not drinking. I'm not doing the whole thing. So I go in and I'm like, all right, well, there's some show they're having. And, you know, the girl at the door is like, it'll be 15 bucks. And I was like, um, mm. I ordered food to go. And she's like, just go to the bar. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I walked up there and I was like, hey, can I see a menu? And she turned around. She was like, you just told me. I was like, yeah, I don't care. Right. And so there was a burlesque show happening there. Right. And uh, it's been a while since I've seen the burlesque. And I was like, I, I, and I couldn't quite, it hadn't started yet. So I just saw people walking around, and I could tell something was amok. I was okay. like, something, like, something's, like, something's going down. So I grabbed Lauren, one of the bartenders, like, yo, what the hell's happening here tonight? Like, everything looks weird. She was like, oh, it's burlesque. I was like, oh, that's right. Those, those do look like what's going down here. Weirder than usual. Give people a rundown of what we're talking about here. Burlesque is when... See, <laughs> am I allowed to be funny in 2018? What is burlesque? When people you wish would keep all their clothes on, <laughs> take them off, and then want to show you everything. Where it's like, we're like, oh, you should have a little shame, and you don't. <laughs> and, and, and you don't. That's burlesque to me. Everything's kind of old-timey and kind yeah. of in that, like, I don't want to say pinup style, but like a randy old lady. <laughs> like, so yeah, it's like... It's very... It's a fabulous event okay. where, um, yes, it's very... Um, it's very gay heavy. It's okay. very LGBT heavy. It's very, it's very much that world, right? Um, and they very, come, up, they come up and like, like ravishing, like well, va 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 boom dance, yes. right? However, <laughs> okay. at the door there was a sign that said something about like um, uh, that uh, you have to be accepting of us interacting with you. That um, what's the I'm drawing to such a. Uh, a harassment to be expected, something like there's a disclaimer. Something like that. Like, if you wanted the, the performers to interact with you, you had to wear, like, this light-up necklace, and they knew they were allowed to, to like, touch you or, like, okay. on you and do something like that. Some consent there consent. is nice. Consent I mean, is important is what the sign said. That's the word I couldn't figure. Because the last thing you want is just to be like, yo, I'm here for some nachos, and then all of a sudden you've got some chick from the burlesque show, like, you know, uh, grabbing uh, the, the big things. feather boa, you know. They're all wearing, like, corsets and stuff. Stuff, right and like right? not all okay as uh as i was standing there and there's a video of this it's on my timeline on twitter at sansbury show is okay. how you find that um eh, maybe we'll post it somewhere else um but a woman walked by me uh and looked what would have been like mad max gear okay. like where you know what wow. i mean like you know like i'm um, just like you know the world's been destroyed and we got to fight for gasoline like one of those kind of outfits right okay and uh, and she's walking by me, and she's got like a, this big, like wooden, like walking stick. I was like, "All right, what the hell's that all about?" Right. And I look over, and she had an Ewok head on it. And if for those of you that don't know, Ewoks are those little furry, you know, lovable things at the end of Return of the Jedi. Right. 
they're the things that ruined Return of the Jedi. And so she's got like this Ewok head on a spike. So I tweeted that. It's like, I came here to get tacos. They gave me Jameson. And now there's Ewoks on spikes. <laughs> and I was like, your boy's sticking around. I got I to gotta see how this shakes out. So, but burlesque shows, not like Comic-Con. If you go to Comic-Con, like Canton City Comic-Con, you can kind of go as whatever, dude. If you want to be Hulk Hogan, go as Hulk Hogan. If you want to be Wolverine, go as Wolverine. If you want to be Doctor Who, go as Doctor Who. They're not going to stop you. But what does the Star Wars tie into burlesque? Nobody knows. Okay. And so I, uh, All right. so I tweeted out, I was like, I got I to gotta wait and see how this shakes out, right? Yeah. And then I was like. I don't want to sit here all night. <laughs> I've already eaten my tacos. I'm tired. I want to go home. Right? So luckily for me, first performer out, Ewok on the spike. Okay. So then by now, she has taken the Ewok head off the spike, and she's like wearing it. And so she's doing like this sexy like dance. <laughs> and here's the thing. She's not a bad looking girl. All right. Not a bad. I know I made the joke about people you wish would keep all their clothes on. She wasn't bad. Like, and so it was like, oddly, like, is this hot? Like, what's going on? Was she being sexual with the e- the, the, the decapitated Ewok? Was she no. like, no, 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 no. She just wore it on her head. <laughs> and she was just like, you know, kind of like dancing around a little bit. Wore it on her head as a mask. Yeah. No, she so wore she's it. the Ewok. She's now. now the Ewok. Oh, my God. <laughs> and what like the hell is going on a Buzz out Bay, there. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, nobody really knows. I mean, like, that's just it. I mean, Buzzman really is like a mishmash of, well, throw it at the wall if it sticks. I mean, see what happens, right? I mean, it is just kind of one of those. That's all I have. That's why I love it. Exactly right. But that's why I love that place because it's like, dude, you walk a half a block, you get in there, and you're like, well, let's Whoa. see what happens. Exactly Whoa. right. That's what I. It's one of my favorite things about that place is that I just never know when I'm going to get in there, and I got to tell you. Outside of that, that was really, really strange. Again, at Stansbury Show, if you're on Twitter, you can see that video. Um, there was one woman that was a part of that. And I, you would have to classify her in the, and Fantone always judges me. All right. But you would have to classify her in the, in, in the BBW category. Okay. Now, is this true to the heart BBW? Oh, yeah. Or are we getting bigger up in there in SSBBW, the supersized BBW there? Well, I guess I need a qualification. What's I mean? Well, I I, you know what the difference is there. Well, I didn't wear. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? I wasn't like I'm gonna get grilled on Monday. So could you just step on this? And we need to find out how many spins it is. But like, there was there was a moment where I was like, that woman's actually very very attractive. Like she's actually very good looking. Like very attractive. And it was odd. And it was another reason I was like, check, please. <laughs> Get me out of here. I don't know what's happening in here, but apparently I've drank enough Irish whiskey to make bad decisions. And I even said to the door girl, I was like, see, this is one of them shows you can't get hammered in here. Like you wake up tomorrow and be like, oh my God, what the hell did I do? There's a 400 pound Ewok in my goddamn bed. I, I didn't know what to make of it. It was, it, it was, it was quite. It was quite the visual, but uh, Buzzman will be better July 20th when, <laughs> when, when Fantone wrestles with OCW. And, uh, dude, I brought wrestling up yeah. because your buddy Vince McMahon yeah. is doing something crazy. And we're going to get into that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9 online for you at WRQK.com. I want to thank Scott from winningfornextyear.com for joining us. Dude, your buddy Vince McMahon's going to do something nuts. Yeah, me and Vince just kicking it on a regular basis. 
Dude, apparently he is going to dump $500 million into this XFL project. Apparently, dude, he sold a ton of, of his personal shares of WWE back in December of 2017. Um... But apparently he's going to spend half a billion, and it's all coming from his pocket, they're saying, to relaunch this XFL. Now, I think that there may be room for another NFL, or like in another football league. I'm not one of those, you can't compete whatsoever with the NFL. I do think that there's room here, but I think he's going about it the wrong way. And if he holds true to the you can't have an arrest record and play in the XFL, I think this thing falls flat on its face. I could not play in the XFL then if that were true. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I mean, who? So, like, and my what I had done and what I had been arrested for wouldn't matter to anybody at all. Uh, you know what I mean? Nothing about anything. So, like, if you don't want to take guys who have beaten up wives and things like that, I'm fine. You know what I mean? Like that. But I don't think he can go this far with that and be successful. Um, I'll tell you this, though, if he gets those players out there, dude, and he's hard and firm about the fact that you stand for the national anthem, we don't screw around with this, we show support for our country, I think you could see a lot of people support it. The only reason I'll say I disagree there is because this is still two years away. You know what I mean? And uh, well, I think helps it because it's going to take a time. It's going to take time to find the talent, coaches, organizers. You know what I mean? I think I think the I think the sense of like, well, the NFL in the flag issue, I think is going to be far enough in the rearview mirror. Oh, that part alone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, two, yeah, year, yeah. two years okay. from right, now, fair. especially as we go into this NFL season with rules having been changed and nobody's going to be kneeling this year. You know what I mean? Right. So you'll have two full seasons before that before the XFL even gets its feet off the ground. So I can't look at patriotism and just think that alone is going to be the thing no, that drives right it uphill. And, and as far as like the players go and like, who, how, how are you going to get guys who have been dreaming their entire lives, NFL, 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 and get them? Because like, are you going to be able to get guys like Johnny Manziel who made it? and then washed out and then weren't able to or couldn't compete at that next level. Yeah, but you're not going to be able to get elite talent that have been, like I said, working their entire lives towards being in the NFL. You're not going to be like, yo, here's the XFL, dog. Come come take that. Like, yeah, I don't think you're going to see, like we'll go back to this last draft. Are Saquon Barkley's going to be flipping coins on which league to play for? No. And that was kind of true back in the day, like where Jim Kelly was like, I'll go to the CFL before I'll play for them. Um, yes, very much the same way in, in the NBA and the ABA, you know, 30 years ago, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in his book, he was talking very much about like, man, I did not know where I wanted to go. And it just, you know, I happened to pick the right one. But dude, Miles Garrett, he's not thinking like, mm, well, maybe, maybe, maybe the XFL is the way to go for me. Like guys like that aren't. And if you're not putting premier talent out there, if you're not putting guys who are cream of the crop, you're not going to be able to compete with the NFL. I mean, you can't big three it. It can't be guys who are just still like kind of capable to play but can't like make a real run like you can't be that either yeah the big three if you guys aren't familiar with it um is ice cubes basketball league where you've got guys like stefan marbury and paul pierce and like guys who 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 can still shoot play half court games we're talking about football here this nah, is, a, this is different. a different story did you see the big three though by the way uh, is going to be the first professional sports league to allow players to use medical marijuana products for injuries Good, you know. Well, my thing is, is it had to be somebody, right? 
It had to be somebody, and the big three is the perfect one. Yeah, it wasn't going to be anybody. It with was a, not with right. It wasn't going to be one of the big four. And so, what I like about this now is when the world doesn't come crashing down in that, and it doesn't like ruin things. Little petri dish. Other people are going to be like, "Oh, this isn't anything to be afraid of." NBA already doesn't test for it, so they. Oh, kind is that of, right? Yeah, I know that. they're they're very much like, okay, like you're not allowed to. It's on the it's on the list of do substances, it, don't do it. but like I don't think they necessarily care. But you're right. I mean, having some sort of a petri dish and some sort of of of, of a testing grounds here and. I think it's big. I, I I I do as well. I think it makes sense, but it's because that's not a real league. Like I said, I mean, dude, we're talking about guys who are on, uh, who have been retired out of the association for two years. So it's like, well, then it doesn't matter. But like this, this is just a different beast we're talking about here with the XFL. See, you're not going to get premier talent. You're not. I, I'm looking at this. They say the average salary for the 40 man roster will hover around seventy five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> With players who are in more demand making much more than that, welcome to sports leagues. Players in the first iteration of the XFL, co-owned by McMahon and NBC, paid players an average of forty-five for a ten-week schedule. But they're gonna. This one's gonna be around seventy-five thousand dollars a year. Dude, that's that's G League money. Like that is honest to God, like G League money. And dude, to, to me, to play football and make seventy or seventy-five thousand dollars, that sounds great. But dude, not to these yeah, guys. Yeah, but that's just it. This is glory days material here. This is like. For that salary, that's legitimately guys who think they can still play who can't. Like, that's who's going to be intrigued by that. Guys who are looking either A, to continue making money on the back nine of their career, or B, looking to establish themselves and prove that I am good enough to get there. But dude, if you're in the if you're in a top if you're in the first round of the NFL draft, if you're one of those talented players, you're not looking at this. You're not even no. not even no. in your wildest dreams. I mean, dude, their signing bonuses are more than that. Right. Seventy five thousand? So, yeah, I, I I think what this is going to be is I mean, obviously you're only going to be able to fill these rosters with guys who were cut from practice squads. So Vinny, where is this half billion dollars going? Now W WWE's been doing really, really well financially. They just got paid a quarter billion dollars, two hundred fifty million. For Fox, right? Um, well, no. This is this was an, this was an event they did in Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay. They gave him. They dude. The person who ran that was like, "I will give you two hundred and fifty million dollars. Come do a show here." So he was like, "Hell yeah, I'll come do that." So WWE is doing well financially right now. But if you're only paying these dudes seventy five, well, an average player seventy five, let's say a premier player two three million. Where's that half billion dollars going? What are you spending this on? Yeah, lights and lights and explosions and stuff. What do you? If if you're gonna That's make this question. investment, make this investment in the players. Try to get premier talent. If you think you're gonna spend half a billion dollars on stadiums and explosions and lights and smoke machines, it ain't gonna work, dude. Could you have maybe learned enough lessons from the first time out to know what you did wrong? And get it fixed and get it turned around. If, but it's all about the talent. Like, that's just it. It's like, if the NFL didn't have OBJ and Le'Veon Bell and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, I mean, it's the ta- Although, I make that argument, but it really is, I, you know, because people always say, you know, if these players just stop playing, then the owners are screwed. The players have all the power. And then I always say this. Well, how many players are there in the NFL? Thousands. How many owners are there? There's 32. That's how you know the owners have the power. And if the owners all got together and said, look, you're fine. We're going to protest. The owners are protesting. You're just a fast dude in the park catching balls. 
The owner's going to go back and run Home Depot the way he always has. They're going to go back and run the companies that bought him this. So I, 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 but when you're launching a new league, you're going to need the highlight reel of the catches. I mean, I'll take your point there of, yes, dude, the billionaires have more power over the millionaires. Always. 100%. Always. I mean, to, to think otherwise is silly. Um, but when it comes to the concept of, well, maybe I don't care that much about premier talent and I just want to see guys who are good guys and who there's already a huge, huge football league called the NCAA that takes care of that, that audience that wants that. So now you're competing on multiple levels with, with, with a football, with two football programs that are far superior, far more established a, than yours. I don't, I don't buy it, man. That's a great point, dude. The NCAA football thing is real. I mean, that thing is massive. That's a great point. Now, are there enough great college players that are not pro players? Like, no, there aren't. I mean, there's enough guys to to. Are there enough guys to get 52 guys on the league for for the XFL? Sure. There's not 60 Tebow's every year though. Yeah, they're not great enough though. There's they're 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 not like Tebow's the guy that keeps coming in my mind. But the problem with that though is is that this league would have to be well established. Like to get a guy like Tebow is like, dude, you're probably not a pro quarterback. But if you want to go here, you probably are. Um, but I don't think there's enough of those kind of guys. That answers the question for you, dude. You're not good enough to be pro, but you're good enough to go here. You, it, that there it is. Like, and that's it, that's what you have to accept yourself as. And I'm sorry if you're putting half of half a billion dollars of your own money in there. This is not going to end up good for Vince McMahon. Yeah, this um. This you may be right, and what this may be is I'm going to spend half a billion dollars trying to prove everybody that I was right the first time, and that maybe you weren't. But again, they were really like raunchy and tawdry, and The Rock was out there. You know what I mean? You have to separate those two things completely. You can't have Jim Ross calling the games. Like this has to be its own separate entity. I would agree with that. Um, we're trying to find out some more information from uh, the Cleveland police, also like the FBI, a couple of things. There's, there has been a press conference. They believe that, or they're saying that they had thwarted what would have been a 4th of July attack in downtown Cleveland, terrorist attack. I believe somebody has been arrested. We are going to try to find out what information we can get and pass that along to you before ending the program next on Rock 106. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. I am obviously a Stark County uh, resident. I am also a... Stark County, uh, you know, um, well, banker, you know, I use uh, I use local businesses here like CSE, Fre- uh, Federal Credit Union. That's the bank I use. And right now you can pick your perk. You close your auto loan in July. You pick the perk you want. You want 90 days, no payments. CSE will give you that. You want cash back up to 250 bucks. CSE Federal Credit Union will give you that. Or you can just lower your overall rate. Ah. If you're a member of CSE like I am, you can also e-sign your loan paperwork no matter where you are. Home dealership, no matter where you are. So if you start setting all that up, you don't even have to go into CSE to get this all done. You can apply online, csefcu.com. You can do it all right there. Lower the rate, homie. Lower the rate. Oh, I think... Three, day, three months, no car payment? Yeah, that sounds good right now, but big picture, yeah, lower that rate. Lower the rate overall is yeah. probably the smart decision. So yeah. I'm going with 90 days, no payments is, uh, is what I would do. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I mean, those are three awesome things. Cash in your hand, three months, no payments, or or lowered rate. That's all good. Yeah, you can find out more CSEFCU.com. So I'm hearing that the Cleveland uh, police and the FBI have made an arrest in this terror plot for 4th of July. Apparently the arrest happened over the weekend. 
Um, from what we're hearing, it was a U.S. citizen that they are saying had been radicalized living here. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was not like got into the country and then was about to do something. This was somebody it was a U.S. citizen radicalized here. Um, but I'm not hearing any more about what the potential target was going to be. Yeah, I even heard specifics. I know there's a live press conference going on right now. Yeah, the but... feed's going on right now, and when we were like listening it, uh, to it during the commercial break a little bit, and we didn't, um, they they didn't really get to a whole lot of the meat of the story while we were listening to it. So I, I apologize, we don't have any more information other than that. Thing I'll say about this is is kind of good in the sense of I'm glad that this happened, and I'm glad that it's not just like, hey, here's a bunch of false information. You guys can do what you want with it. Like, know what happened, be able to hey, verify things, and and like I want the facts of this as opposed to just like the first minute reaction of it. So uh, good later in the afternoon. I hope we find out more. Yeah, I would imagine um, as the hours go, we'll, we'll we'll get all the info we need. Isn't this you know obviously LeBron leaves yesterday and it feels like oh my god this is the worst thing that's ever happened to Cleveland and then this morning you hear about this and like it really slammed things into perspective for me. Like there could have been a terrorist attack here and there's not gonna be. I'm okay that LeBron left. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. At the end of the day. It is just basketball. That's it. And you didn't care all that much about basketball before we landed LeBron James the first time, so you can go back to not caring about it all that much right now. Now, I know some of you are legit Cavs fans. You're Screw you is what you just thought. Primarily, you know what I'm saying is yeah. true. You're the same people that were calling all the fans, you know, front runners and bandwagoners the last four years. It has been, and it will always be, Football country. It's just the way it is. We like winning in other sports. We love football. It's just who we are. Browns win six games this year. LeBron who? That's just the way it works, man. It's just the way it is. That's it for the day. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon. See you. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love Rock 106.9.